D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Ah, oh, and there's stuff to announce. Yeah. You ever wanted to be a VIP? <laughs> now you can be an SDP VIP. Yeah. Yeah. You want more content? You want more stuff? Yeah. We got more content and more stuff. Jesse Blake sent out an email last night to all of us. So he's like, hey, here's what we're doing. And I was like, oh, it's done. Whoa. It's ready. Yeah. And so, Jesse, what do we need to what do we need to know? I, I gave you the info sheet okay. so you'd be ready for this part of the show. I know, yes, but I just, uh, as, as the host doing the, the heavy lifting, I gave you the sheet so okay. all the facts are there and you couldn't mess it up. So and now you're throwing them to me. Yeah, well, I just thought that... Know the facts! As, as the guy... Know who, the what, Steve? The fine, facts! fine. Thank you. So here's the deal. We're starting... We're doing an extra episode every week. What? What's that word? Extra content. Extra. That's yeah, right. That's Nothing is important. being taken away from anybody. If you don't want to participate in this, your life will not change. <laughs> you woke <laughs> up today. Nothing has changed about no, how you changed. consume. I'm going to complain about it on the internet. Nothing no, has changed. Jesse, I hate it already. Don't change my routine. Nothing no, has hate changed it. <laughs> about how you consume the Steve Dago podcast. That's right. There's still three episodes every week. They are free on whatever podcast app you get them on. That's right. Yes. But but uh, <laughs> there is already an episode of uh, SDP VIP uh, available right now. And here's the thing. We've got it on YouTube. We've got it on Apple Podcasts. And we're working on Spotify. Spotify, so just yes. give us a second on that one. It just Spotify and Apple work differently, so you have to you have to do things differently. We, and there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Where are we at on the Google Play Store, Jesse? Um, oh. But yeah, <laughs> uh, not address that. It costs three ninety nine a month on YouTube or on Apple, uh, or but Apple there's a yearly discount of thirty nine ninety nine, so you save a few bucks, mm -hmm. which is good. Uh, and as we said, uh, subscribing with Apple too gives you a 14 day free trial. So you can check yeah. it out. And within that 14 day trial, I'm we're, I'm hoping we'll get Spotify figured out. So if you want to try it out on Apple in these 14 days and then go back when it's available on Spotify and subscribe there, uh, you shouldn't like, I, it'll be before you pay for your Apple one. Yeah. So it'll be good. Well, yeah. wait a sec. You told me about the price. How often are you uploading? Uh, once a week. Once a week. Well, it'll be usually Friday mornings is when we'll drop yeah. it. What? So I don't know math. How m many dollars per episode is that going to be? That would be a dollar. That's about a dollar, yeah. And dollar. And yeah. dollar. Uh, the amount of money that you wouldn't pay to get your master. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so for the low cost of one Mazda 3, 2011 Mazda 3, Gunmetal Gray. That's right. Uh, important note to Apple, obviously, on Apple Podcasts, if you choose to subscribe there, it is audio only. But if you subscribe on YouTube, it is the audio and video. Okay. Like, like usual. Yeah, there you go. And then what's cool about it is... Uh, Everything! <laughs> Do it now! So it's funny what... For those of for those of you that have been around, like the hardcores have been around since the beginning, the way that we used to format this show when we were doing it like twice a week was it'd be like the first hour was hockey and then the second hour was whatever bullshit happened, right? And this is like 
you know, like it really was like it was it was sort of like, you know, there'd be times where we'd be talking about like I remember Steve used to do uh, turn down for what dances in his videos and stuff like that. Like we used to do stuff used to shake my ass. We used to talk about pop culture stuff and sports stuff and whatever and just kind of fly, fly off or whatever. We so covered the David Dobrik and Liza Koshy breakup on one of our like, main episodes for like an hour. Like yeah. we went deep on that on that breakup video. But that was, was that was one of the best moments we ever had. I think I think that the way you set that up was perfectly too because back in the jesse was like guys we missed the biggest story in the world today and we're, and steve and i were like what and, and and then jesse comes with this and like we watched the whole breakup video and yeah. it was like i went from like this is going to be stupid to i love both of these people. yeah, yeah. by the end you guys were in love yeah i love them both still to this day still yeah um, um and like at the time i don't even think it was hyperbole that it was the biggest news story of the day it really, like, it really they were still they're giant yeah they were they still are um and so so basically uh, we're going to be talking some news, obviously. But we're also going to be talking about other stuff, you know, things that like we're interested in that we're like, I don't know if we can fit that into the hockey show because this really has become like wall to wall hockey with the exception of the occasional press conference question that has to do with like history. Farming. Farming. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I got a lot of feedback from uh, from people actually uh, at the events this week. And they're like, you should bring back history corner. Like I really mm -hmm. enjoy that. And there was a guy who's like, I'm an archaeologist. And he showed me some digs that he's been on from like Neolithic France and stuff oh. at the at the bar on Friday night, as you do, or sorry, Saturday night uh, at Isabel's. And I was like, you know, we should bring it back a little bit. So we'll do a little yeah. of that. History we'll do Corner will live there and you can get more things wrong. Yep, extra take. Oh, I can't wait to just <laughs> piss everybody off. I'm so excited. I made Maddie laugh. <laughs> I made Maddie laugh. I know it's good. <laughs> so, so anyway, STP VIP, again, sign up. It's four bucks a month. It's a dollar a show. Um, you know, people have been asking for this forever, and uh, so we wanted to give it to you, and this is where it is, and there will be added benefits and and more things as, yeah. as we go on. We just don't know exactly what that looks like yet as we're dipping our toes in this. One thing I want to see if we can tackle in SDP VIP is life advice. Oh, so there's an email that'll be sp specifically for SDP VIP subscribers. And if people got like life problems, I'd love for people to email in and see if we can fix their life. I remember I will fix your I was shit. thinking I was thinking SDP FML SDP fix my life. Oh, I like that. <laughs> SDP therapy. Yeah. That's a good one. SD yeah. therapy. So I we like can have that. a segment there where people email in their problems and we fix them. Oh, man. Yeah. I like that. You know, it's funny. I, I, was, I remember being homesick one day from work and like Rachel Ray was on. This is a long time ago. And then there was like a segment. She's like, you know, because Rachel Ray is like a chef, right? She went from like being a chef on the Rachel Ray show to she walked over to the other part of her set. And they're like, and this is where I do my life advice segment. You could tell she was uncomfortable with it. And she's like, for some reason, I keep getting emails and letters from you guys and I figured I'd answer some of them. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. Hey, I know you told me to add more butter to my vegetables, but I was wondering, <laughs> should I let my mom back into my life? <laughs> Rachel Ray's been we had a really toxic relationship. And she's like, damn, uh, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, she got, she got really good at being a talk show host. Oh, yeah. Like she was just the chef and everything that started. And then she's just now full blown, really good at being a talk show yeah. host. Yeah. I think yeah. she's now just Instagram talk show host. Because that's what, that's what Instagram has become is a talk show. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. Like, that's why talk shows don't work on TV anymore, because YouTube and Instagram took all the good segments. So this is a bit of the sta uh, classic Steve delay, but uh, SDP therapy? No. We need a corner with the mad dog-ter. Oh. 
Oh, hey. the mad oh. dog turd. It sounded okay. like mad dog turd, and I. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like no. Well, that's only if it's bad. Okay. Adam, do you ever have that that guy who's always trying to top a joke when the first one was fine? Uh, yes. Yeah. Usually, I am that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Like, you ever met like a gentleman who's always trying to like whoa up on like your humor? <laughs> Um, hey, so we've got a uh, we got a trade deadline coming up in a month. So you're going to start to hear crazy trade rumors. But I thought the most fun thing from NBA trade deadline yesterday was Patrick Beverly's pod breaking that Patrick Beverly had been traded to the Bucks. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Breaking Pat Bev 2-1 to the Milwaukee Bucks. And I just thought, can you imagine that in NHL terms? A, an NHL player even having a podcast. Like a current NHL player having a podcast. No, I cannot imagine that. I and, literally cannot. And then breaking their own trade. Nobody had it. Not even Shams. Not, not even Woj. Nope. There I, was no Woj bomb for that. I thought that was cool. Don't you think I, that's cool? I mean, and if anyone was ever going to do it. It has to be him, right? Pat Bev. That or... Um, um, uh, oh, my God. Why can't I pull out his name out of the air? Golden State Warriors... Uh, oh, Draymond. Draymond. Oh. Draymond feels like a guy that would break his own trade, don't he, you think? He oh. would break his own trade's jaw. <laughs> that too. You got in my way, <laughs> trade. And then he'd fucking slap it and try to make it look like an accident. I'm, st I'm, still, uh, <laughs> I'm still actually surprised because as far as trade deadlines for... Um, I've never seen you do that. I know. I just spun the microphone. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I did that. I, I I could try that a thousand times and never do that again. Did we get no. it on camera? No, I, I, you got no, me recovering. No, we didn't get it. Yeah, That's damn, okay. Maddie. Wake up. Let's it's go. Friday. She's... Maddie! She's mad that we didn't give her a free subscription to SDP VIP. Yeah, you got to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, Maddie. Sorry, Mad Dog. Take it out of your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> Wow. Take the four bucks a month out of your paycheck so you get it. There Along you with your pension and your benefits. Yeah. Enjoy. No more dental for you. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. That's what You're it takes. A, wow. That's what, it, that's what it takes when you run a business. Wow. Ebenezer Jesse over here. Yeah. Wow. Hold, hold on. Hold on. What? What? I was like, I'm getting producer Drew level slander. Well, that's, that's for, no, no. To get producer Drew level standard, you have to work at that. He's perfected that over yeah. many, many years of pissing off Lee fans. Oh, my God. We were exchanging, uh, we were exchanging messages that we got after criticizing Kucherov for not trying mm -hmm. at the. Uh, oh, they were they were balanced. They were along the lines of, "Have you considered dying?" Yeah, and um, you know I hadn't, mm -hmm. and neither had he. So you got a while to go before. Yeah. You know what? I'll spot you the four bucks a month. Since <laughs> no, we're talking it from your paycheck. No, the dental specifically. The dental. No, take specific. the dental. Yeah, definitely take That's that back. We're taking it out. Um, hey, Andre Kuzmenko has two goals in two games uh, <laughs> since being traded to the Calgary Flames. Is he the guy that they need to turn this whole thing around? Man, um, was he the straw that needed to stir the drink? I'm, I'm just saying, Elias Lindholm was minus four in a four nothing loss last night, and maybe the Canucks can get wrecked. And the flames fleeced them. A Craig Conroy masterclass. <laughs> um, no, listen. I are the flames a good team? I, I think they're a mid team. I think they're mid. You can't call them bad. They're not. I think they should be better than they've been. Yes. And you know, are they a contender? Should they be? I think they should be in the playoff conversation, but they very haven't been. It wouldn't surprise me mm -hmm. if a player who is better than simply a cap dump, like uh, it's very odd to me that the Canucks lose Horvat 
and uh, Kuzmenko falls off a cliff, and they're the first place team in the NHL. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a surprise to me that one player could potentially turn, at very least, the fortunes of like Kadri and Huberto around. Mm-hmm. Even one of them, like Kadri's actually been having a pretty decent season. Um, you put a guy who can score goals with a guy who can set them up. And a guy who can make room. It should it should be very simple, right? Mm-hmm. So I I I know listen, I, I know the uh the defensive mechanisms that we all have in our head um to protect our egos and our feelings. And I know Flames fans we're just like, oh, the draft pick. That's very interesting. And oh, the prospects. I've heard of that guy. As an outsider of that trade, you should allow yourself to be wildly optimistic for it. You should allow yourself to be like every aspect of this trade could kick ass for us, including the Kuzmenko part of it. Well, if, if, if nothing else, what Calgary has lacked is vibes. And Kuzmenko brings mm-hmm. vibes. Like, there isn't a person alive that doesn't like Andre Kuzmenko. He's just a fun guy with crazy hair. And last year, he was scoring a, bi- a pile of goals on a bad team, and they still loved him, and the fans loved him. He made 5.5 scoring a hair under 40 goals. That's underpaid. Yeah. How do you go from underpaid to cap dump in 40 games? Well, 45? I think we know how that happened. Rick Tockett made them play hockey. Well, yeah, he couldn't score this season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I th- and it was one season of the 40 goals. You know, it's not like there was a track record. That's why it was only 5.5. The the what the Canucks need to do has shifted so aggressively over the months. Like, do you remember when they were basically undefeated at the beginning of the season, but they were still looking to trade Connor Garland? Mm-hmm. I, I haven't even heard that guy's name in months. Like, no one's been talking about moving him. Then Kuzmenko gets dealt. They get Zadorov. They might be trading Zadorov. They there's a there's so much going on there. It's really difficult to keep up with what they're doing. Well, I think I also think like um, you're going to if Calgary's going to do this soft rebuild thing, and we still don't know how it's fully going to work because Tanev is out there. I Freege dropped Hannafin's name potentially in a in a trade. Stop playing Tanev. Um, stop playing. Hanif. No, it's too early. Like, Dude, he so, keeps getting hurt. Yeah, he left the game, and then he last night. He's old he? and injury prone. What are you doing? So, uh, what are you doing? I heard thirty two thoughts talk about that, and it's not necessarily true. Like his injury proneness. He played eighty two games in twenty one twenty two. He played all the COVID season years. The same with the year before. It's just last season he missed like eighteen games. Okay, mm, perhaps so. not injury prone, but he yeah. has an injury history. Like. Okay, it's been really good in recent years. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at uh, his, holy shit, his tenure with the Canucks. Did he, there's one season where he reached 70 games. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I guess he missed one game in the COVID shortened season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just, he plays a game where you're like, oh, he'll stop this shot with, with his mouth. You know, like that that's a thing that'll happen. But Sandy's injury prone, I think, is a little far. Yeah. And you also, you can't take somebody out of the line about a month ahead. The trade deadline's March 8th. Are we going to sit him for four weeks? I think Steve's anxiety is getting to him again. Yeah. <laughs> this is worst case scenario We're with all gonna Steve die. Dangle. If, uh, I'm telling you, we need, a, we need a hot key for that. If we <laughs> ever get Carlo Koliakovo on the show, um, I want to ask him about, I think it was shortly before the Leafs traded him. Uh, Ron Wilson basically made some some snipe about like, oh, like he's always out of the lineup or whatever. 
And Carlo like actually kind of like yipped back like through the media. He's like, I, I, I think I'm almost positive he broke a bone blocking a shot. He's like, so what do you mean? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, That's I, why Ron Wilson had to go. Ron Wilson had to go. Man, there are there are lots of stories stories here. Yeah, and I think yeah. they would have been told a little more loudly had Ron's uh, health not been so poor. Yes, with, with the Calgary Flames, I hope their three game winning streak isn't changing Craig Conroy's plan or his mind about what to do with this roster because I don't think you can bring somebody back like Chris Tanev or or Noah oh. Hannafin. It's it's time to sell on those assets and do your soft rebuild that you're doing. And I hope that being a couple spots out of a playoff spot, even though there's a couple teams in between you, doesn't change their mind on any of this. It's time to sell. Um, You've been making moves and they've led to wins. And they've been good, yeah. Like, shouldn't yeah. that encourage you to make more moves? Yeah. Um, what about... Rasmus Anderson. There's no way. You don't think they'll ever trade Rasmus Anderson? Dude, he's so good. I know. He's really, yeah, and he's really locked good. up. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That makes him more attractive. How much no. how much does he make? Uh, 4.5 for 3 seasons. That's outrageous. I so, would absolutely from my cold, dead hands, would you pry uh, Rasmus Anderson yeah. if, if I was uh, Craig Conrad? So you got a list of guys you're going to trade. I think that, that Anderson's like way down there. You know, like get through your your list first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> move Tanev, move Hannafin. Get get through that. The conversation starts with uh, at least your next first and your best prospect. Yeah. Okay. Like he's a really good defenseman, and at that price, and right-handed. It starts with a first and your best prospect, and, Adam, and we'll go from there. What's the motivation to move a young or twenty-seven-year-old right-handed defenseman Brian. who's under a good contract? I, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think it's that he doesn't fit the timeline of what they're going for. I think that's the only reason I bring him up. It's it's that he's not going to be if the Flames are good again when this new arena is built and they're challenging for a cup and they're actually beating the Oilers in the second round this time. Haha. -ha. Ah. Um. I don't think he fits the timeline. Based on his are you age. Say, but are you, then are you saying that about everybody? Because oh yeah, Huberto's thirty, yeah, Kadri's thirty three, yep. Mangiapane's twenty seven, totally, Kuzmenko's twenty eight. So all of none them. of those guys should be on the roster. I, I think they're doing a good job making trades, and I think you should take advantage of the the role that you're on. If you got good players there, the, I always worry about what teams think they can replicate other teams, and I I wonder if the Flames think they can replicate what the Canucks are doing because mm. and they can. They, the Canucks didn't tear it down. No, mm -mm. they didn't. They were bad. Fired the coach. And they were so close to TJ Miller being a uh, Pittsburgh Penguin or JT Miller. TJ yeah. Miller. Why am I saying that? I don't know. Um, but uh, they they didn't do it. They didn't do they it. They didn't do it. They they held on and they got a bit of a different look at the team. They traded their captain mm -hmm. and like going from not in the playoffs to in the playoffs is one thing. They went from not in the playoffs to first, like consistent first for like four months. Right. So, you know, what? when you talk about the Calgary Flames timeline, I sat there and I'm like, all right, well, what is that? I have no idea what their timeline is. They have some good offensive weapons. They still have a pretty good decor and they're actually getting goaltending. They have some young pieces like Dustin Wolf, I think is going to be full time next year. Zari is going to be full time. Peltier, you would hope, is back in the lineup. Coronado. What's their timeline? That's what I'm wondering. If I'm the Flames, I expect to be in the playoffs next year. Okay. Now, the uh, Markstrom came up in the 32 Thoughts blog today because um, obviously he doesn't like his name being out there. But I think the fact that it appeared in the 32 Thoughts blog means it's out there. 
Mm -hmm. Just a bit. So, so I mean, I haven't looked at Dustin Wolf's numbers lately. Uh, Dan Vladar's name is for sure out there. Mm -hmm. uh, if, like, I feel like they got a choice, right? You nine twenty seven and twenty eight games with the Wranglers. That's pretty good. Yeah, he yeah. his very short stint with the Flames didn't go so hot. Yeah, five games, eight ninety three. I mean, there are goalies who have done worse in five games, mm -hmm. uh, but those are incredible AHL numbers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my my question is this: like, how far do they go with it? Because they could, they could have an option. They they could have like an explosion of young talent if they do this the right way. You've got. Hannafin and Tanev, at least at this deadline, that you can move. That alone should get you some either incredible shots at draft picks, like just the amount, like darts at the wall, right? Or it could get you like a really good blue chip prospect in both trades. I, it, I'm just saying, a guy, a guy under, and I'm not, I'm not saying that Rasmus Anderson's name's out there, but I'm not saying that it's not, if you know what I'm saying. And so that's a guy where it's like. Teams would sell the farm for that guy. Yeah. It's easier to get a... a uh, man, I'm trying to think of what I would do there, too. I know I've been making fun of them for the rumors with Hannafin and Tanev. I'd consider keeping Hannafin. Mm -hmm. I'm moving on from Tanev. Um, really good locker room guy. By the way, Tanev still hasn't given them an answer yet. They want... Sorry, not Tanev. Hannafin. Oh, not give them an answer. So, right. So it's not even on the flames. No, it's on um, him. Well, I mean, as of March 8th, it's on them. Right. Like the Islanders were like, we're going to be able to get Tavares done. And then they weren't. Uh, but don't worry, we'll sign him anyway. And then they weren't able to like it's it's happened out there. Um, and other teams have risked it and it's paid off. But, you know, by the skin of their teeth, Steven Stamkos, uh, stuff like that. Imagine how the landscape of the NHL over the last few years changes. Well, imagine the Raptors trading Fred Van Vliet at the deadline last year, what they could have got for uh, him. And they're like, no, nah, we'll get it done. And then he can, he gets an insane offer from another team, right? It's different sport, but it's the same thing, right? Don't make me sad. I'm just saying. Don't make me He's sad. He's back in town tonight. Um, yeah, I, I would. I'm moving on from Tanev, not because he's a bad player. It's just... Doesn't fit the timeline. Well, I also think you get a really good package for that player. Yeah. You get a really good package for him. And if you... Even if you you can trade both of them, but I would try to keep the younger one. And that's handy. I think if Tanev really wants to make a pile of cash this summer, he should listen to the Ottawa Senators. He should get a Twitter account like they are just tweet. I shoot right. They are. No, no. But like so. So, you know how Calgary's been like the number one story at every second intermission on Hockey Night in Canada for Ever. 2024 so yeah. far. Um, I feel like the Senators and Tanev, they're they're like. They're pumping the reports out to people like they're dropping big hints. They're at the bar like, hey, I'm here. I will buy you all the drinks like I'm ready. Uh, just marry me. Uh, I feel like Tan like Tanev's the kind of guy that s the senators want him so badly that if if he says yes to them, it's going to be a definite overpay next summer <laughs> and nobody's going to be upset about it. No, like they'll overpay for this guy because they want. His character so bad. What's been the Sens' biggest obstacle this year? Uh, the biggest obstacle? Yeah. Well, I think DJ Smith first. Well, there was that. And then I think the Shane Pinto. And then yeah. I think... Uh, Injuries. I think Pierre Dorian. <laughs> Like signing Tarasenko, they, I, think, I think you know there's a lot, man. I don't. What do you want to start with? Like, well, you mean the I, play on the ice. I think we can agree that every team goes through stuff. Mm -hmm. 
they probably went through more stuff this year than other teams. So you look at that and you look forward to next year and you, the smart money is on that not happening again. Mm -hmm. The smart money is on one of our good young players doesn't get suspended for half a season. Uh, We maybe have a little bit better injury luck. Can they stop a beach ball? Can they stop a beach ball? Important question. The goaltending is an important thing. I think their goaltending is better than it's been. Um, they've also just been like, there are other teams who had a bad, uh, first month and a half too. Sure. The Oilers. Right. And, and there were other teams who were able to get out of it. Mm-hmm. The Sens weren't able to get out of it. They've been miserable. And from everything I've heard, Chris Tannum's like a father figure, um, in the NHL. Um, players love playing with him, love playing for him. They'll fight for him. And I think he's the sort of guy that, like, again, I don't think he matches their timeline. I really don't. But I could see that working out really well for them. I could. If he if he wants to go there, it'll be interesting. If to he see wants to go there, what it happens. might also be all media bullshit. Um, the Win- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Winnipeg Jets. I, well, I I do think at this point it is. Like, I think the interest is one sided. Right. It's like it's like it's. Do you remember Valentine's Day at school where you could send carnations to people? Did you guys ever do that in middle school? Carnations. Carnations. We had three different colors of carnations, grade seven, grade eight. So what you would do is you pay a dollar and you had the white one was friendship. The pink one was like and the the red one was love. Whoa. And I got zero carnations. But but they're sending they're sending like a fucking bouquet of red his way. And I don't know that he spent a dollar yet. You know, like I think it's a question for Chris Tanev of like, frankly, it's going to come down to like, what does he want? Do you want a shot at a cup or do you want to make boatloads of money? Crazy money for the remainder of your career. Maybe he wins a cup in Ottawa, Adam. Maybe he does. Have you considered that? I I hadn't, but it's entirely possible. It's a talented roster. Um, The Winnipeg Jets. Mm. You have to ask, are they okay? Well, uh, I just want to know, Adam. Mm Mm-hmm. Where are my damn apples? Oh, I forgot again. Ah, I really did forget. I brought cinnamon buns in. You did, and I ate one. Yeah. But look at me. I need an apple. (laughs) Adam, this is your fault. I'm sorry. This little wobble. Man, you did crush that that cinnamon bun. I crushed it after crushing a... uh, breakfast croissant from the place across the street they put like egg and cheese on a croissant oh my god wow. anyway is that the one down the street that way uh it is the no Nova. it's the other one it's Nova. Nova. It's Nova. Yeah. Okay. so anyway what were we talking about we're talking about the winnipeg jets oh yeah the winnipeg okay. jets uh, the reason i said where are my damn apples is i guessed the correct suspension length for brendan dill you did yeah by default because I, I said two to three. Jesse said four. Because did you listen back to the conversation? Yeah. I listened to me saying three, and then I read it being three, which means that's the bottom line because Stone yes. Cold said so. Yes, you are correct. Yes. As always. I, I'm with Jesse. I think this is a default. It was also by default. But you're you're not incorrect. You know, folks, you're going to deal with haters <laughs> in your life, and you just got to brush it off. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the Jets should be concerned about a three-game losing streak. I think, no? I think you come uh, come at all starts a little slower. Um, everybody's getting acclimatized to the second half of the season. They'll be fine. The one thing I'm looking at, too, is is the Dallas Stars are leading the, the uh, Central Division. They got 68 points. They've played 51 games. The Avs are tied with them, but they've played a, an, an extra game. 
The Jets are two behind the Stars, three behind the Avalanche. Could totally catch them in the next couple of games. But it's funny this morning because they've won so much. Yeah. And the way they lost to the Leafs and then the way they lost last night, people were like, <coughs> well, I don't know. And Rick Bonus is in front of the camera and he's like, it starts with me. I'm like, Rick, I love the drama, but let's dial it down. It's a four-game losing streak. Your three. team's a, or three. Three, yeah. three or four. It's, no, it's three. It's three? <laughs> no, let, okay, 3.5. We'll see who's right. Yeah, let's put some apples on that. thing. Let's put some imaginary apples on that. No, the, like, so, like, uh, the names that you just mentioned, the Avs last mm. night, they just got killed by the hurricane. Yeah, they did. We'll, we'll talk about that a little later, Maddie. Um, the stars just, uh, drop one to the Leafs. I mean, cause they suck, cause right? They suck. Um, the, the, you know, the measuring stick games, like we always talk about, yep. uh, the Kings and the Oilers and the Oilers and the Golden Knights and the Oilers and everybody. Um, if you're the Vancouver Canucks, you've been near the top of the standings all year mm-hmm. and leading your division. The Bruins have been near the top of the standings all year and leading their division. They went head to head and the Bruins killed them, killed them. Like, so to me, the Bruins who are running away with the Atlantic again, just they're the first team to reach 70 points. Jim Montgomery won the Jack Adams trophy last year, and he deserves it more this year. (laughs) Yeah, you can't give it to Tockett if they win. If they win the president's trophy, no offense to Rick Tockett after losing Bergeron and Krejci and all the other the the Boston. It has to go to the Boston. There's nothing wrong with being nominated. No. No, it's Jim Montgomery. It's Jim Montgomery. Uh, Wow. I'll listen to arguments for Tockett. I think Uh, he deserves to be a very close second. I'll listen to arguments for it, but it's to me, it's Jim Montgomery. So I bring that up, though. Um, Like, to me, I'm more concerned with that one Canucks loss um, than I am with the the Jets' little skin. Why? Because Lindholm Lindholm was on the ice for all four goals? No, just because that's like a measuring stick game and you got killed. But, like, the... The lion's share of the evidence suggests you're not a team that loses very often, so don't worry about it. If they continue to lose, then yeah. I obviously. think I think the thing is, it's just the way they they've lost. Yeah. Okay. So like, what, like, what are we talking? We're talking some sloppy defensive play, things that hurt them last year. Yeah. Right. I mean, they have better depth, better wing depth, better everything depth last year, and they have Sean Monahan, who's been. I don't think he's been bad. He's been unspectacular. He's just been. I think feeling his way in and two teams with big changes up the middle. Right. Yep. So the, the Canucks with Lindholm and the, the jets with Monaghan, it takes a little bit of subtraction sometimes before the addition kicks uh, in, kicks in. And also though, um, what a lot of jets fans were chirping me about when the Leafs beat them Mm -hmm. is, Oh, you know, whatever you, you beat a team with all these injuries Aren't those still a factor? Oh yeah, that's that's in the playoffs. Oh, you, the, we we were injured. Well, too bad. You told me a few games ago that oh, this isn't this isn't who the Jets really are, and it took two additional losses for everyone to start panicking and the coach to say this is on me. It starts with me. It starts with me. Like as the resident freakout artist in the, in this community. I don't think it's a, chill, <laughs> chill. You're good. I, I think you're too. Good. It's the fact that the first period. Like they they have a goal scored against them in the in the first five minutes. They're down three zero uh, at the end of the first. They're down four zero at the end of the second. It's bad. It's bad. Who and and uh, the Flyers. I think that's the other part of it. Like when they, you know what? First off, Jets Jets and Leafs have a, a bit of a rivalry. So whenever the Leafs win, 
it's it's less about the performance and more about fuck the Leafs, right? Which is fine. Fair. Um, but when you lose to the Flyers, a lot of hockey fans, I think, and Jesse, I don't know, back me up on this one. A lot of fl- hockey fans still think the Flyers are bad. They're they're not, not bad. Even even though they're in a playoff spot and hell bent on being sellers, um, they are uh, very much not bad anymore. They're not the Flyers of old. They're they're not the Flyers of last year. Even they're yeah. they're well coached. They're a pain in the ass. They're not doing so great with saves. Um, well, wonder why. Um, they're not doing so great with the saves, but like they have most other pieces. With with New Jersey faltering, I think the and Buffalo not being as good as we thought. There's more space in the Eastern Conference right now for teams to hop up, and I think the Flyers are taking advantage of that, and they are a lot better than we thought they'd be. And with with the Winnipeg Jets, like if you want to argue about their losing streak, Steve, that's something we can do because they've been 0-4 and one in their last in the last five. And what's okay. what's been apparent through that little this little skid is that they couldn't score without Shifley. Like every game that they've lost, they've been putting up one goal, zero goals. They got shut up by the Penguins on Tuesday. That's and, then, and then one goal against the Flyers. And what they've been able to do this season is hang on through great goaltending and, and not allowing a lot of goals. They lead the league in goals against. You know, they're still in that position. But goals four, they obviously are in the middle of the pack. And that's going to be a thing. Now that Shifley's back, and that was his, his, he was back on Thursday uh, when they lost. But now you get a little ru- bit of runway with your center back, and you can see how it actually is. Mm-hmm. Because during that stretch, you can obviously tell that they struggle offensively without him. So now it's like a real evaluation. But it's like, okay, you still need to find a way to score going forward. And just looking at the schedule, like th- this season, I've been paying much more attention to what are important games based on the way this the schedule is constructed. Tomorrow's night again, uh, tomorrow night's game against Pittsburgh is friggin' huge. You you got home ice advantage, and they just shut you out earlier this week. They just shut you out in Pittsburgh. And if you don't win this game, or at very least put up a good performance, then you got three days off before your next game, and you're hosting the Sharks. You know what you don't want this season? An anticipated game against the Sharks. The Why? Oilers proved that. Remember that earlier this year? Oh my God, they're going to be the team to finally lose to the Sharks. And then they did. They lost to them. Watch, the Oilers are going to... And then they did. No, you. I think you win this game against Pittsburgh on Saturday. All of a sudden, that game on Wednesday against the Sharks, you go, oh, all right, well, there's a chance to win two straight. I... I want to ask you guys this too, because uh, um, like I think there is more on this Saturday night game beyond just the Jets. It's that the Penguins are also desperate to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It should be a good game, man. Uh, two teams that really need a win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, our buddy Jesse Marshall from uh, The Athletic put together a really great piece on Sidney Crosby and how dominant he's been. And, oh. you know, the story this year has been the you know, it's always about can this core get to the playoffs and win another cup, right? That's always right. the story. But lost in that is that Sidney Crosby's having this crazy, unbelievable year at 36 and really isn't getting a lot of press for it. And I'm one of the people that's guilty of that. Like, I, I've been hard on the Penguins. Really, the only problem with the Penguins that <clears throat> seems to be is they can't score in the power play. Like, their shorthand looks good. Their five-on-five five looks good. Power except, play stinks. And it's been the same success he brought it up. It. What's that? When we mention it, they score. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and we revived Jeff Carter's career with the five goals he has or something like that. I do want to talk about the Flyers for a second, unless you want to. Well, I just, I just want to. Go. So Crosby hasn't been getting the press he's deserved. Um, I was talking about the potential of McDavid hitting a thousand this year. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but you know, pay attention to how close he gets because it'll. You know, he he's still probably going to hit a thousand by Christmas um, next year. Sidney Crosby is already like. What, is he going to retire at the end of the season? No. No. Sidney Crosby is already 12th all-time in NHL scoring. 12th. He is right on the heels of Ray Bork. He very likely passes him by the end of the season. He needs 26 points to catch him. Right in front of him is Phil Esposito. He's only 11 points ahead of Bork. And once Crosby gets there, like there's a... There's a a decent chance by the end of the season, Sidney Crosby will be top 10 all time in NHL scoring. Good money has him finishing. He could finish as high as top five. At, like at the end of his career. At the end of his career, which would have him pass Joe Sackick, Mario Lemieux. Yes, there's always going to be an asterisk there with him. Steve Iserman, potentially in fewer games. Marcel Dion. This is one of the greatest players of all time. So appreciate it while he's still in his, what should we call this, second or third prime? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or hate it if you're a Flyers fan. Or hate his fucking guts. The Jets, and, the Jets and the Penguins right now are very similar in that they just need to figure out how to score goals. With, with both of them, really. With the Jets, it's a little more five-on-five five and their power play. But with Pittsburgh, it's just score on the power play. Your five-on-five has been decent. You're getting all the stops you need. And with both of them, they just figure out goal scoring. Like They'll be perfectly fine and in playoff spots. Yeah, just two elite goaltenders, Connor Hellebuck and Tristan Jari, right, Em? <laughs> Jari's been fantastic. He's been amazing. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe amazing. it. He's He's one of the most mystifying goalies of this generation. Yeah. 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 Enjoy Super Bowl like never before with BetMGM. Jesse? Yes. Anthem. Oh, my God. It's. I think it's going to hit the over. You do. So right now, uh, Reba is doing the anthem. Um, I think it's going to be over. It's right now set at the lowest number ever. So no one's ever been under a minute and 30 seconds. And they're saying right now, that's the line, a minute 30 and a half, so 90 and a half No seconds. one's gone under that? But the way she's sung anthems in the past, she sang one at a World Series and she was at like 80 seconds. So everyone's like, yeah, she, she sings it real quick. So she's a clean. But I, the way I'm betting here is either we're going to get history and we get the fastest anthem ever, or we don't get history and you take the over. So I'm going to lean on the over and not bet that history happens and we get the, the fastest oh. anthem of all time. But the way she's sung in the past is that it would be the fastest anthem of all time. I so there's that. something on the line here. If this hits the under, it's officially the fastest anthem of all time in Super Bowl history. I, I think it's actually, I agree with you. I think it's going to be the over because Reba McIntyre always looks like um, she's uh, surprised. <laughs> 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 see something and there's gonna be so much to be surprised by at the super bowl so i think she's gonna take it all in be her reba self yeah. and it's gonna be i'm i'm gonna say uh four minutes no i like okay. adam which side are you on? oh i'm on the under she's a working working mom yeah you know that's her her music is for working moms we gotta get Who going have two jobs we got two jobs <laughs> it's 
<laughs> Who would have thought that Reba McIntyre would be viral on TikTok, know, you know, know. In, in the year 2023, 2024? And yet, here we are. Here we are. Now, download and try the BetMGM app for the biggest Sunday of the NFL season. Even if you can't be in Las Vegas for kickoff, a huge variety of parlay selections, including the ones Jesse just talked about, uh, feature player props, bet at BetMGM for Super Bowl excitement. You already know this. Download the app today. Find out why BetMGM is not only the official sport uh, sportsbook partner of the NFL in Canada. They're also the king of sportsbooks with Super Bowl 58 only with BetMGM Sportsbook. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 19 years of age or older to wager. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. And if you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to somebody an advisor free of charge. BetMGM operates pursuant to an operating agreement with iGaming Ontario. Happy Super Bowl, everybody. Reba! This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, if you're looking for something that a lot of people benefit from, obviously we've talked openly about the fact that the three of us have been to therapy many, many times, uh, BetterHelp might be for you. And the great thing about BetterHelp is it's one of those things that can be online. Well, it is online. It's either that or it's on the phone or it's or it's via text messages sometimes, kind of however you're comfortable. And if you're not vibing with the person that they match you with in less than 48 hours sometimes, then you can switch because really important, uh, just like some shows don't have chemistry, thankfully we do, uh, sometimes you and your therapist don't. And if you don't, and I've had this actual situation happen, I uh, went to therapy, didn't really bond with the therapist, didn't get anywhere, um, you can switch and find somebody that you do with. And and that, that I think, is, is really great. Uh, there's also, um, it's flexible and convenient, so it can be suited to your schedule. So it's not like a, you can only book from 10 to 4. While you're at work, it can be all over the place in terms of and that. something like therapy is especially important in the winter months because like oh. none of us get enough vitamin D and the sad hits a little quicker, you know, in the in these this time of the year. So I think it's a best time to protect yourself. I make excuses to go outside when it's like it is today. There's yeah. like a there's some sunshine in the sky, a little bit of sun. You know what? You know, what? I'll I'll bring in the garbage. You know what? I've got I've got to check the mail. It's been a few days to check the mail. And you know what? Iggy needs another walk. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a, a chat with my therapist the other day, and he said maybe you need to get a sun lamp because it's been it's been gray. So if it's been a little well, bit like that for you, BetterHelp it might be something you want to give it a try. I was gonna say, you know what else they could try? Better, better help. help. That's right. Betterhelp.com slash <laughs> tell your therapist that you're going to better help. <laughs> I told him that. <laughs> Today, you can get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash SDP. There's a great story from Charlie O'Connor, uh, who is a, a Flyers um, reporter. And he's talking about, like, Bleacher Report, I think, posted a picture of... Um, some comments on a on a like a, one of the Philadelphia Flyers players is walking into the arena and like Cam Atkinson is like ten out of ten would smash and like everybody's like yes. you know they're like they're they're they very much seem to really like each other whereas last year they didn't um, and Charlie O'Connor said this Jamie Drysdale said he was planning to go home during the break for All Star uh, and not on a teammate trip and then I, he goes right into the quote he says then then everyone was like what are you talking about. I literally didn't have anything to do. So they booked a ticket for me. They set up the hotel, everything. All I had to do was show up. That's awesome. That's that's a team that really likes each other. I just thought that's a cool story. It's I mean bringing a new guy in. It's incredibly important, right? Like I I used to I used to look at hockey like really robotically. And I I think the the vibes and the friendship and the camaraderie are so important. Because once you make this league, I don't think there's a ton between the players. Hmm. 
there there's the elite of the elite and there might be a few stragglers at the bottom but realistically it's just a crazy grouping of the best players in the world now and if you're feeling good about yourself you're going to be playing your best you'll be better yeah now jesse mm-hmm. um do you know steve's parents names yeah tina and gary right clementina Yes, that's right. So, so Jamie Drysdale said, and I want to know if Steve's parents would do this. Mm. Okay, he said my parents they would they literally move me into my new place. I'd be toast. There's no way I'd been able to do it myself. Moving in, he said they drive from Toronto all the time. Jamie's Jamie Drysdale's parents' names: Tina and Gary. No way! (laughs) I just thought for no other reason other than I thought that was funny. (laughs) That is funny. From Toronto, they drive down from Toronto to see him in Philly all the time. Tina and Gary Drysdale. I love that. Yeah. Oh, maybe we're. You know what? I got to do an ancestry test. Yep. (laughs) Maybe we're related. That's how it works. works, Right. First name. (laughs) Is that not how it works? I don't think so. It's not. 23 flyers and me. Hey, hey. Oh, terrible. Because uh, they're, they're on 20, 223 on the roster. No, no. no. Um, building. Jack Here. Campbell is on absolute fire in the AHL. Zero press. When he went to Bakersfield. It's understandable. Okay. Yeah. On November 8th, the Oilers had a 2-8-1 record. And he had an 873 save percentage. Mm. Now, according to Mark Spector, uh, who... We'll never let you forget the Oilers ever. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever th- forget about it? They are always the top story. Center of the universe, Edmonton. Jack there. Jack Campbell has a nine thirty five save percentage in his last seven starts in Bakerfield, and it's really important to note that he's ten and seven with a nine oh nine overall because he started terribly down there. It's not just the numbers; it's uh, you saw footage of the goals and oof. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Happy yeah, for, good him. for him. Good yeah. for him. Um, and J- Ken Holland says he thinks he should have let him had some time to collect himself when he went down. He said, in hindsight, I think I made a mistake that when I sent him down, we probably just like basically that he put him right in. Right. Remember that? That was everybody was watching that Bakersfield game. Like what's going to happen with Jack? You're a hundred percent right. And I hate to make everything about the Leafs, (laughs) but, but it's a direct one-to-one comparison and they handled it the complete opposites. It's a perfect comparison. Well, because when the Leafs initially sent Samsonov down, it was a resounding, why on earth are you doing this? It failed with Campbell. And then they did a different approach with Samsonov, and it appears to have worked mm-hmm. decently. It wasn't about sending him down to the AHL to play games. It was about, hey, you're being sent away so you can figure out your mental health and just practice. Because mm-hmm. the problem with Jack Campbell was not that he wasn't playing games. He was playing games poorly. Mm-hmm. So they threw him into a situation where he was playing even more games. Like... It's what's odd about it is last year, Campbell actually did sort of find his role with the Oilers as a backup. I know you're not paying him to be one, but he actually came in and down the stretch, his starts were like actually pretty decent quality as a backup. And now you're sending him down to for what? For what? Like, what, what are you hoping to gain out of this? It seems like a situation where they just learn how to handle that better. You know, it's a live and you learn situation. You see what the Leafs did and you're like, oh, that kind of worked out better. And with Jack Campbell, you're probably like, okay, if he just had time away from the rink or or time away from games and just to practice, it probably would have turned out a little better. Maybe we have him up a lot sooner, you know, but Pickard's been great for them. And Stuart Skinner's proven that he can be a starter. So it's a log jam right now with Campbell. Well, why don't you just keep my thinking is just keep him there. 
because you don't want to risk losing Pickard, who has a 915. I know it's eight games, but he's a 915 save yeah. percentage. He's been a very solid backup, and that's all you need. They would have to waive him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's why I've been on that. Is jo- if Joseph Wall is healthy and you have to put somebody on waivers like I, Martin Jones, yeah, trade him. Keep them all. Try to well, keep them well, all. Trade them, but I would try to keep them all. But the Oilers can keep them all. Actually, the Leafs can too if they send Wool down. Just uh, well, <laughs> they no. can. Yeah, I mean, they can. No, if, I, if the Leafs, no, he requires waivers. Does he? The uh, uh, the only thing with him is, I think. Are you sure he requires? waivers? I'm almost positive he requires waivers. Why would he require waivers? I just remember he's on the second year of a. I remember this being a story at the beginning of the season. He's not on his ELC. He's just on a really cheap deal. I'm all. Okay. Jesse's no, no, I'm not it. I'm not doubting you. I'm just like, what would be the reason? Jesse's on it. The okay. only reason he would play with the Marlies is a conditioning stint returning from an injury, which would actually make some sense. Okay. I I know you're nervous right now. Jesse's I'm a nervy boy. Yeah. I I think the Oilers, I mean, listen, go into the playoffs, somehow make it into the playoffs with three goalies. Do it. Oh, I was like, I think they'll be fine. No, they're going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Go in with three goalies. Yeah. Go in with three goalies and and be the Oilers. This is the year, man. This really is the year. Like, I think now, like, outside of that start, holy shit. Oh, I know. Like, everything's fallen into place. They got the right coach. The team is humming along. And and they got three potentially very confident good goalies going into the final or into the playoffs. Like, Calvin Pickard. Who thought that Calvin Pickard was going to play anything more than a couple more games for the rest of his career? And good for him. He won't go away. No. No, that's the NHL career that's lasted forever. It's amazing. Um, you know, I I know the producer drew narrative of uh, the Oilers won 16 straight, but it was against mostly non-playoff teams. You got to play who you're playing. You go ahead and laugh at them then. All right, you what, go ahead yeah. and play them then. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with that team. What is everybody's uh, choice in the matter on the waivers exemption of Joseph Wall? He needs waivers. Adam, what do you think? I think he doesn't need waivers. I'm sure he does, but what I'm going to go. The what are you side. betting? More apples? <sighs> the apples that you eventually have to bring in because you still owe us a plate. I'm going to owe you guys an orchard if I keep doing this. What are we? Ad- what are we adding to the apple plate, Steve? Five whoppers <laughs> and five, five more whoppers. <laughs> All right, let's do it. No, Done. no, I Done. want. I want some sort of uh, addition to the apple plate. <laughs> what fruit are we adding? Oh, some pears, peanut butter dip. Oh, you like some peanut butter with it? Yeah, for the apple. But peanut butter dip. I don't want that. Well, not like like peanut butter for dipping. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. I was like, or do honey. they make a peanut butter dip? Or honey. Okay. Do we have honey. Yeah, we have it here. Listen, I'm trying to help the man. All right. I, here. No, pa- I will bring pears. pears. I said pears. Nice pears. fresh ones. None of the soft ones. Like like solid uh, right off no, the tree. I want, I, want, I want rotten pears. Those are the best ones. No. No, they yeah. aren't. <laughs> yeah, I like a soft <laughs> pear. Shout no. out to all the hard pairs. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so what do we got? The correct answer is Joseph Wall does need waivers. Ah! <laughs> Adam, <laughs> Adam Wilde, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong uh, again. He's on a streak. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> Man. Man, I can't wait to get crazy ass DMs about that. First Kucherov, now waivers, you fucking idiot. And Who well, gave you this platform? I made it myself. Fuck you. First yeah. Gretzky's record was uh, Gretzky's record was a, a very bad. What if you died? I, you know what? According to this, some of the DMs we got about Kucherov. And also ate shit. Um, uh, hey. <laughs> he does need waivers. Um, uh, I'm, I'm saving the Leafs because like the da- I guess we can just do it now. Dallas, Toronto, I think played 
between the time that we talked. I think they played Wednesday night. Yep. Wednesday night. And yeah. You know, sorry, what, the last few weeks have been very fast. Yeah. The, <laughs> the thing that amazed me the most is the Leafs got out of that game without a l- serious long-term lingering injury due to a Jamie Ben play. <laughs> <laughs> like the last couple of years, he's been like, I'm going to hack Austin Matthews in half. Uh, I think twice he's done it. No, I think he's, he's he scored a, though, but he's been a good boy uh, after having George Peros uh, kiss him on the forehead and politely explain, Jamie, could you stop? Jamie, you may not decapitate players. What am I going to do with you? It's like that. It's like the parent at the playground whose kid is actually a monster. <laughs> and they're like, oh, he's just, he's just a little rough. He's fun like that. And he's like, meanwhile, this kid is just clotheslining people. Um, and you're like, man, that kid's going to suck when they're older. <laughs> I have not had to deal with any of that. That's crazy. Yet. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. You just, you just go to the playground and there's just some, some, there's like kids who play normally. And then there's a kid that's like, I'm going to smash heads. Yeah. I'm here to crack skulls. Let's go. I'm here to cleave. And the parents are like, stop. Oh, my God. That was a, a very petty way to start a segment about a game. <laughs> that the Leafs won. Oh, 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 yeah. Because because I need to worry about what Jamie Ben thinks. You guys know what Jamie Ben's about. Dallas fans, you know, you've been watching this shit for years. And you know what? If he was a Leaf, I'd probably love him. He'd be but our I, snake. But he has injured. He has injured Austin Matthews too many times. They got a fucking problem with it. Okay. You remember he scored with on Wednesday? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah by cross-checking the puck. Yeah. <laughs> he went... <laughs> he, he actually put the puck on IR. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> like, I know the puck still gets its full salary, but, like, when is the well and uh, NHL PPA going to jump in? Puck Association. NHL play, Player Puck Association. Player Puck. Uh, Player Puck yeah. Association. I like that. I like that. By George Puck... Puckos. Pe- Puckos. Puckos. <laughs> This is fucking stupid. It's a great segment. Um, I anyway, say, we're doing four shows a week now. Yeah, that's right. And it's going to get better. I liked I liked the way the Leafs played them. I really did. I was like, uh, you know, first off, Bertuzzi is, he's going to, he'll never score a goal again. I was, uh, give him a ringette stick. I'm, I'm telling you. He'll never he'll score. He'll score the same amount of goals. And I really, like anybody that's trying to dunk on the Leafs for, uh, actually, I saw somebody trying to dunk on the Leafs today for, you know, Bertuzzi. Drew said something about uh, when Bertuzzi was signed that Bertuzzi is a better player than Bunting in that role or whatever. And this was in July. Mm-hmm. Sure. Who, whom among us expected that Tyler Bertuzzi would have six goals and almost no injuries? Nobody, 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 nobody. That line controls the puck. Yep. William Nylander yeah. is having a career year. Uh, John Tavares is coming back on, scored again. Like Benarama. How are you... With, like, especially playing with Willie, how are you getting points by accident? Yeah. I, There's no ghost assist, nothing. Nothing. Like, oh, yeah, like you you handed it to someone and then went for a change and then they gave it to Willie and he's he's not even getting any of that shit. And he's been good, though. I do like him. I do. I'm, yeah. Yeah. He's got... I, it's except for the, score. the beginning of the season, he was not good. No, no he, he was like that's he was but, a, he was a Zamboni. But that was season. like 10 games out of what are we at now? 45? Yeah, 48. Do you remember 48? Yeah. Do you remember Sheldon Keefe just screaming at him? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what he ate for breakfast. Oh, like, yeah. that rough. Mm-hmm. Man, by the way, Sheldon's treatment of this year's Leafs, I I think does confirm some suspicions we had about Dubas. What do you mean? Well, Keefe would often criticize the team, maybe not loudly, and then walk it back. Mm-hmm. 
And this year, I want to say near the beginning of the season, he lit into them. He walked it back a little. And I think Trilliving was like, no, 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 no. You speak your mind, Sheldon. And ever since he, you're a fucking bum and you don't know how to back check. And, you're, <laughs> and he's maybe taking it a little too far. Hey, that's four years of pent up rage. It's four years plus of COVID. Up fucking back check, you asshole. <laughs> like it's four years of that. Yeah. Pre COVID, mm -hmm. he's had that shit bottled up. And he came in like Mr. Rogers tying his shoes. Like, all right, well, we're playing the Avalanche tonight. Hey, neighbor. So, hey, neighbor. So, Nick Shore, I understand you're from here, right? Well, there's nothing better than a homecoming. So, you're going to get into the lineup and just do your best, okay? Because you've earned it. Thanks. And then he scored. See, it's nice to reward you. And oh, oh, guys, that we coughed up a two-goal lead there. Didn't didn't like that very much. I'm sure it won't happen. It, it did happen again. That's that's okay. I'm I'm sure it's we we're are we losing this game to our fucking employee Kyle? Are you not seeing this shit? Oh, okay, you're right. No, I just got here and I need to calm it down. And I got to cool it down. In three or four years of that, he's finally like, get off the fucking ice. Learn how to do a line change, you bunch of fucking bums. We lead the league in this category. Learn how to cover for a defenseman, you fucking failure of a winger. Like, and it's just uh, maybe overcorrected. Now, I, I there are a lot of people who claim that uh, Sheldon Keefe will be fired. I did some checking. <coughs> did some checking. Not a single person that I spoke to that would know anything about it has said that the Leafs are anywhere close to considering that. Yeah, I don't think that's on the table. So. I know, but it's on the table for Twitter. And I just well, wanted, there you go. I just thought we should bring it up. It's a topic du jour. No. With, with the what? <laughs> what? I what? My job is to go. Ah, oh, that's what people are talking about. Maybe we should find out what you know. No, no, Adam's right. Um, a lot of people are talking about firing Sheldon Keefe and there's no evidence to suggest the Here's thing, lots yeah. of people are talking about it nobody at MLSE how's that now All right. that does that mean that the people making noise are wrong Jesse what do you think uh, yeah I don't think right now there's a cause to fire Sheldon Keefe like that that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me at this point yeah but like <laughs> okay not fire him necessarily but I, I've seen a lot of suggestions that maybe it's time for a new voice that would be firing Sheldon Keefe right <laughs> no no what, what am I trying to say uh, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say like basically okay yeah, yeah are there available candidates that you think could do a better job than Sheldon Keefe right now yes uh, I don't think so. Like, I don't have a name off the top of my head that I would plug in for Sheldon Keefe. I think it's probably you bring in one of the assistants to just step up. Well, Guy Boucher yeah, is probably, obviously it's probably Guy Boucher. DJ Smith, he's off the market. You're not saying you're <laughs> not saying no to Guy Boucher when he asks you to do something. No. Not, yeah. Now, Guy Boucher gives you the look. It's like, shit, I better do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Whatever yeah. it is. When he's drawing up plays there, like that, that thing's intense. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! <laughs> yeah, his like, eyes and whatever that scar on his cheek just makes it more menacing. Yeah. When when Keefe will call the timeout and then be like, "Okay, 
Gee, go handle this the six on five play and set it up. And he's just screaming at all the guys. You're like, so what we're gonna do? You know, Willie's gonna go over the boards on that one and pay attention to every aspect of the ice. You know, like nobody's slagging off after Guy Boucher tells him what to do. That's isn't that like a movie technique? Is uh, to look crazy. You need to be able to see white on either side of your retina. Is that it? That's him at all times. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's hard to do it. It's that. You got to really, it's like you got to open your eyes and then you got to open them more. If you can watch, That's the, him video, at all time, my watch eyes. the video portion of this, that's good. Yeah, Steve's eyes are wide open. You, so you got to open them and then you got to open them. With the game on Wednesday, uh, the one thing that happened in the <laughs> middle of the, of the second period that I'm like, okay, when do we get on Sheldon Keefe about this is the friggin' too many men on the ice. Yeah. I get that this time it's not like egregious and somebody hopped over and everything. But if you're standing at the damn boards and the puck is right there, hop over. Yeah, stop get, touching Get it. off the ice. No coach tells his team to do that. So basically, uh, like they were doing it every second game. Then they stopped for a while. They still lead the league. That's how They're bad it second, was. second, I think, in the league. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. They, But they just hit 10. <sighs> 10. And I think if you're Sheldon Keefe, um, you've hammered that message. And all you can really do is bench the guys uh, responsible. Mm-hmm. So it was Noah Gregor and Bobby McMahon. Bobby McMahon was the guy coming on. So I suppose, I mean, he's more to blame. Like, I... I don't. I don't know what you do there if you're Sheldon. What What do you tell the guys that you've told them? Uh, uh, how do you tell them something that you've already told them a thousand times? All right. I still think some of the onus falls on him because as a coach, like you can only do so much in improving a player's game and like skill aspect and all that stuff. Like you can draw plays and all that stuff, but a lot of a head coach's job in the NHL is just being a motivator. Yeah. And making sure all the tactical aspects are taken care of and little things like coming off the ice on time. The guys that you're out there yelling at are doing it. If you're yelling at Bertuzzi and Willie to get off the fucking ice, you know, you should also be teaching them get off the ice to do a line change. And when the puck is near the bench, move. Well, then that would be Gregor. You gotta. There's gotta be something here where they need to fix this. Um, I, I, because I, I don't agree. want it's game agree. six of the playoffs. You know, they say they're up against Philly or something crazy. Important third period play. Too many men. Too yes, ma- oh. and and you know what, Jesse, you don't suddenly just snap in and focus. It focus is a pain in the ass. Focus <laughs> takes time. Focus takes discipline. And so what, what I've seen with the Leafs in the past is they're like, all right, ah, fuck it. It's just game 76. Who cares? And then you get to the, the playoffs in the first game. You remember that Mike Babcock against the Bruins thing where he was like, calm down, guys, calm down. Oh, laughing they with got everyone them, before the face off. They got themselves so worked up. Yeah. Because they're like, we better focus now. Yeah. No, you focus like now. Game 48 is where you build the habits for game two of the playoffs. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I and I think uh, I completely agree with you. I think you need to do start cleaning this up now. And I, I feel like they were pretty clean against Dallas. The one thing mm-hmm. that is still abundantly clear with this team, guys, uh, is that the, the defense is not mobile enough. It is just not mobile enough. It's just not there. Once a game, Jake McCabe gets beat, then it's egregious. Yes. Man. And I love Jake McCabe. The butt. He's gotta he's gotta be thankful to Mason Marchman for hitting him. Because it made it us not all good, it made us all game. forget how bad the first period was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was really bad. And then 
no, that was kind of awesome though. Oh, you got to admit, I was like, oh, that's a psycho. Yeah. Oh, he plays for RT. He's our psycho. No, that's- I like I like Jake McCabe a lot, mm-hmm. and and oh. but he does get turnstiled. There's no question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He him and the him and Benoit pairing. Tell me though, a little. if you if the Leafs were able to make this double defenseman trade, like a Zadorov Tanev. I'm I'm bringing up a like, trade that can, that hopefully not. cannot happen. Yeah. But they <laughs> That'd almost be a three-way deal now. Apparently they yeah. were close, right? Like that almost that deal almost happened. Sure. Yeah. So imagine you're able to move McCabe Benoit down to 5-6. Yeah. Is that not the perfect 5-6? Yes. They're, they're two they're one really good defenseman like a stud short and another one who can fill out somewhere in the middle six. They're two defensemen short. Everybody who's playing right now should probably be playing uh like five less minutes than they should a little bit lower in the pairings. I I think that's I mean, yes, Adam, if their second pairing uh, overnight became their third, of course they'd be better. Yeah. But, it's like, the Lilligren conversation. It that's the exact Lilligren conversation. You're upset with Lilligren because we expect him to be the fourth defenseman and that's where he's playing. Yeah. But he should be the 6-7 on a good team, but they don't have the guys to push him down to the 6-7 where he should be. I could see him getting dealt um, just because, I don't know, trade him while he's still got some value and ideally get a get an improvement. Like, listen, it's still possible. He becomes a top four guy. Um, but mm-hmm. how much longer are you willing to wait? What is the Leafs window? Um, et cetera, et cetera. Because does he have trade value now? I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Next year. How's that look? All right. Like, again, I said it before the season even began. He's dangerously close to waiver guy. Yes, but if they had built this team with two more defensemen who are above him in the lineup, we don't even talk about Lilligren no. because he's the best sixth defenseman they have. We're, yeah. And you're yeah. like, wow, he's yeah. coming along just fine. And I and I think that's perfectly fine for his career if he's the sixth sixth or fifth defenseman on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. You know, there's no need to move him if they had acquired two better defensemen. They they so desperately need a right-handed D. But he's the third right D behind two lefties. Mm-hmm. Like it's it should tell you about how it how the roster going. construction isn't great. Right? It's, it's not great. Not great. No, uh, and I think Reeves yeah, had won. a good game. They won. They did they win. Won. They won. Uh, you know, but you, Ryan Reeves had a good game. He did. I except they were on the ice for that one goal. Yeah, he had a turnover. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like how the defense played it. Like, yeah. but the fourth line I know had like three good shifts and i was like oh no like he's playing so much more how low the bar is that's a fourth line (laughs) it's a low bar but like it's a fourth line what do those guys go they bang and crash they seem to spend more time in the offensive zone than not Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a good fourth line yeah yep and then i we started this well i started this by yelling about the uh too many men which is the fourth line Yes. Uh, it was the third going into the fourth. The third go, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, anyway. just get off the ice. Stop touching the puck. There it is. <laughs> if you're an opposing team, though, and you want to beat the Leafs, here's what you do: wait for a change, throw the puck <laughs> at their boards. Yeah. It's a guaranteed battle. Could you guys, imagine? There's so many guys that want the puck. Don't let me touch it. Uh, there's got to be something in the rules against you. Can't just whip it at everyone's <laughs> <Yeah>. feet. <laughs> I've always wondered. They are throw doing it at it. the bench. No, because there are teams where they'll have like nine guys who are on the ice for a split second. Yeah, yes, like yeah. Just, 
shoot the puck at their feet. No, the rule is it has to be an attempt to make a play on the puck. If right. the puck accidentally hits you, it is not too many men. Yeah. It has to be an just, attempt to play at it. You can't incentivize clapping bombs <laughs> at a bench. But just firing it right <laughs> at their ass. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. So yeah. if you just shove the puck their way, one of them's probably going to play it intentionally and they're going to get a penalty. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, this is the biased NHL we're talking about. Nothing goes against the Leafs. Oh, Except no. for winning. <laughs> Except for um, everything. Uh, I want to say this too, uh, because we talked about this with Jack Campbell. Okay. What do we say with Jack Campbell when Jack Campbell went down? Um, we were talking about how people were happy to talk about his failures, but less willing to talk about his successes. Yes. Leafs Nation, and rightfully so, were for several months concerned, frustrated, pissed about the play of Mitch Marner, despite the fact that he was racking up points. Mm -hmm. Mitchell Marner, of late, has been absolutely spectacular. Kicking ass. Kicking ass. And, like, listen, uh, like, I've hammered him. I've praised him. He's been on the Leafs for many years. Uh, I've said everything there is to say about Mitch Marner. And what is abundantly clear, like, from... The, the other night, I just tweeted, Mitch Marner's been so damn good. And what's abundantly clear is there are some people who are just never going to like him. Um, well, yeah. I he's mean, that's getting, anybody, right? He's getting the treatment now that Nylander got when he was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Funny how that switched spots, eh? Yeah. Like, it's completely switched spots. Um, there <laughs> if, are, you want, if you want, as Mitch Marder, to be the most popular Toronto Maple Leaf, sign for the same amount of money. I mean, No. Sign for the same amount of money. No, I mean, no, not not Nylander's money. Yeah. The money you're making right now. No, I know. And this is where I pat you lovingly <laughs> on the hand and I tell you, no, no. He won't do it. No, no. Um, but, you know, <coughs> excuse me, contract and all of that aside, there's a lot of nights where he's the best player on the ice. Yeah. You That's why you pay him. The other night he was. Although Willie and John were incredible. Incredible. John had his best game of the season. I love seeing him do that spanorama thing, that half spin yeah. pass. Like, man, oh, that's the John Tavares we've been missing. You see the tweet about the CRA? <laughs> so, no. Oh, no. So it said avoiding, avoiding defenders, like avoiding paying his taxes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, oh, my God. God. Okay. <laughs> so I have a question. It's a funny joke, man. It yeah. is. It is. Flat out, it's funny. I've, Not to John, though. Um, I don't think he'd appreciate that. How did that get out? That is an interesting one. Is it because it's in court? Yeah. Public oh, okay. Record? I yes. think it's because they are they're taking it to court. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't have an in-depth opinion about it because like what well, how do you nobody's, nobody's asking for your take on yeah it. no no, no, we no, no. Just, man, steve steve do you have a hot take on tavares's cra Tax. yeah like we just what do you think should it be 15 or 38 percent there's a lot of people who don't even think i should be talking about hockey and <laughs> i i should be talking even less about this. oh man well yeah. the cra fans are huge there's so many cra cra fans. CRA, <laughs> CRA. um like yeah no there's a dispute that I don't know the yeah. first thing about, and I'm sure yeah, they'll solve it. We did it last episode. I don't think we yeah. rehash. No, I I don't know why you... <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why do you're... You, do you remember taking in this direction, Jesse? Because I don't. I don't remember <laughs> anybody being like, Steve... All right, so today, Steve, we're going to ask for your take on the matter. No. After we discussed the news on Wednesday, now Friday, we're going to come back and we need your hard-hitting, hot take no. on what you think about JT and his taxes. I woke up this morning Go, and I was like, Steve, what will Steve say? <laughs> what will he say? Paying taxes is 
good question mark <laughs> oh so you hate him you hate him then what are you what are you trying to say no. okay listen <laughs> we talk about a lot of things on yeah. this show taxes we talk yeah. yes and but we talk about a lot of indiscretions that players do sure yeah, yeah um when it comes to things they say things they do on the ice you know dirty play dirty hits whatever etc mm -hmm. but then there's this group of people this very loud group of people that whenever a leaf does something or is even accused of doing something they go well the floor is yours steve where is it Where's the JT shit? Oh, let's go talk about him. Hammer him, you piece of shit. And uh, I don't know. I just don't have an in-depth opinion about his taxes. Worth so you're taking the floor here to respond to those individuals who are looking for your take. No, even better. I'm taking the floor to respond to those individuals who haven't actually said anything to me yet. Okay. He's pre-fighting the comment I'm section. I'm pre-fighting uh, the, the compliments section. Ah, the compliments. That's right. <laughs> and I'm saying, no, don't give me compliments. I don't want them. I don't want them. <laughs> hey, um, okay, I'm going to name three guys. Watch your coffee. I'm going to name three guys. They're all centers. Jimmy Carr. And Mr. The game Rogers. And the game is, would you play, pay a first rounder for? Oh, Ooh. shit. Okay. okay, now if you're going to the playoffs, it's a later first rounder. Yeah. And as we know, Justin Bourne did this years ago at the score when he worked there. After you get to, like, pick 20... 20 through 40 or 50, on average, the games played are about the same at the They're NHL. Pretty level. similar. And so, apparently, outside of the first round, this specific draft, it is a weaker draft. I love that because that's when you get fucking all stars in like the fourth round. Mm -hmm. yes. I love those drafts. I love those drafts. But um, uh, that brings us to uh, the three names that are on the center market Jesse. Former general manager, probably current general manager. Again, I saw you streaming video games again the other day. Yeah, we're day. playing GTA every Tuesday. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, but I, I might switch it up the games. I don't know. But yeah, that's... Are you not into GTA? Is it not, is not it's, doing been, it? it's been good, but there's been a lot of really good video games that have come out yeah. recently. And I want to try some other things. Oh, so I might fair. mix it up. But I've never finished GTA. So maybe I should finish that first and then do it. But yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. For those of you who don't know what to expect when Jesse's playing GTA, he's just... He's obeying all the traffic laws. Yeah. I'm also really bad. Do you obey all the traffic laws? Sometimes, sometimes we just go on like drives. It's nice. Oh, that is nice. I see that come up on my TikTok. They'll like, yeah. it'll be like an relax. It's a night night drive, and somebody's just live driving. I'm like, this is really great. Yeah, I enjoy. Sometimes that. I'll like stop at a stoplight. Yeah, and that sort of stuff. Jesse's really killing this mission where he goes and he applies for a job so that he can buy a car. <laughs> oh man, that's my favorite mission. Yeah. Yo. Uh, okay. So, anyway. would you play a pay a first round pick for? Scott Lawton. Yes. Whose ice time is down three minutes a game this year over last. Who is, it's amazing that he's back. It really is. Like, it's amazing that he's able, uh, able to do what he's doing. He's amazing that he's playing the way he's playing. 43 points in 78 games last year. He has five goals, 15 assists, 20 points in 52 games. Is that worth a first rounder? Now, I know he does other things, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. If I'm the Colorado Avalanche right now, I have uh, taken the body of their GM. Um, I would say that first round pick means nothing to me. I would move that out for somebody. What about the off. New York Rangers who need two centermen? Oh, dear. The New York Rangers are in a little bit of a precarious situation because their owner likes to meddle. 
And uh, the rumor and is, is nuts. <laughs> the rumor is, I believe this was Darren Dreger on Insider Trading that James Dolan does not want them to move their first round pick because the draft is hosted at the Sphere, and he'd like his team to have a oh. first round draft oh. at the Sphere, which is like that's such holy crap. shit. What the fuck are you doing with your franchise? That is not how you run a hockey team. You're supposed to try to win the cup, yeah. James. No. Yeah. No, and by the way, your celebration at the sphere should be a Stanley Cup ring on your face. Yes, you not idiot. throw, not have a better pick at your vanity project. Yeah, so oh if that God. he if, doesn't even like the Rangers, he's a Knicks fan. <laughs> like he's not even a huge Rangers no. guy. And that's yeah, he owns the damn team. But um, so it's it's weird there in New York right now. And oh boy. yeah, oh that sucks. Yeah. Okay, so Scott Lawton uh, was playing 18 minutes a night. Is now playing 15 minutes a night. Now, his shooting percentage is way down. Like, I, I just, to me, first round pick seems, ah, steep. How desperate. Now, here's another one. And I, I'm, I'm wondering about this player. Would you play a, pay a first rounder for a guy who has 15 goals, 18 assists, 33 points in 49 games? Sounds good. Do you like that? He's a centerman. Mm -hmm. Lots of experience at the NHL level. He's on a terrible team. And we know we, we know we don't care much about plus minus, but this guy is still a plus let, one on this terrible let team. Let me guess. Adam Henrique. That's right. Yes. Whoa. I would 100%. Adam Henrique has surprised me this year. That's He's pretty... five points behind his total points from last year. And like, again, we look at like Simone Benoit's numbers. Right. With the Ducks last they year. Count. Abominable. They don't count. Adam Henrique. Yeah, that's if, not bad. If you play fantasy you. hockey, he's a great waiver wire pickup if he's available in your league. Go get him because he's most likely in a month going to be on a much better team, and those numbers are going to spike a little bit even more. Oh, he's not a bad player. He just makes too much. Like, right. I think I think the big issue there is the Ducks have to retain half. But they won't. Yeah. Is he still making 5.8? Like, even that, so. it's 5.825, and he's a UFA. Like, you can eat that for half, like, two months yes yeah, yeah yeah you know i'm just saying a lot of teams can't take that on they need yeah you to and if anaheim retains it's for two months so everything everything's fine here i think there's there's a deal to be had for adam henrique and the retaining thing's important yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it opens up where he can go and that first round pick is even more valuable if you're not taking on the cap space to do uh for the other team taking them back and they can now do another move because adam henrique only cost them 2.3 uh jesse i can't see it there with uh the screen what would you like okay you know, I know uh, apparently the rumor was Radko Gudis could have come to the Leafs this year and he chose Anaheim. But man, wouldn't that be great? Could always Four million bucks for two more years after this one. Get the Boosh train. Oh, I don't know if I'm not uh, like Boosh is fine, but uh, Radko Gudis gets my heart pumping. That would be great. Um, it ain't happening. Uh, Nick Doubt. Nick mm. Doubt. Would first. Now, the rumor is because the center market's hot. Tyler Johnson is also coming back, too. So that's somebody to watch out for. We'll get to him in a second. Nick Dowd, probably not a first, but might be a second. Oh, man. <laughs> Nick Dowd, who's been with the surprisingly good and then surprisingly bad Washington Capitals. Seven goals, six assists, 13 points in 40 games. Plays about 15 minutes a night. I think Nick Dowd would look good on the Toronto Maple Leafs because of the contract. It's 1.3 this year, 1.3 next year. And one thing that's important with the Leafs is they need cheap bodies for next year. And there's a guy who can play center at a very reasonable price, a way like anywhere in the lineup, really. I would like that. And I would like that sooner rather than later because you know what else it gives the Leafs a chance to do? Something I've been talking about for over a month. I want to see Max Domi on the wing. 
Yeah. Again. again. Yeah. Again. At the beginning of the season, he played with David Kampf. That does not count. Um, it never made any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, get a guy who's good and will help you. And I want to see how Max plays with him. That's why I want Adam Henrique. And I know he's the top of the list. Uh, the Leafs would be stupid not to trade their first rounder. I think this year they'd be stupid. Like you, you have uh, a couple more years. I don't, I don't think they can move it. Well, they may not be able to, but I think my personal opinion, and I've just sort of made up my mind this week. Uh, you, you have this year and next year, essentially before you got to make a call on Marner. Um, you, you better, you better do it now. Henrique kills penalties. Yeah. Imagine him with Domi and Yarncroak. Anaheim. That's a pretty, it's a pretty see, good little third I, line. I, I like Nick Dowd a lot better. One, it won't cost you as much. And if, if they move the first round pick this year, that means they won't have a pick in the top two of the draft until one pick in 2026 which is I don't think you can do that to your farm system. And and with with uh, Henrique, it's only a rental. With yeah. Nick Dowd, you get him for this year and next year, which yeah. I think is really crucial to build. So would you give a third for that? If they can get him sure. for a third, yeah. oh my, it's uh, gonna, I think it's going to cost a little bit more. Yeah. But it'll be a third and something. Okay. The but other, that's all they have. The other issue there is I think they could get Henrique half retained and they would still need to move money off the roster yeah i don't like a rental this year doesn't make sense for the least like a pure strictly rental so i don't know i adam henry might be off the table mm-hmm. no nick Dowd is it's exactly the sort of trade i've been asking for mm-hmm. so yeah no i'm on board with that tyler johnson who has had his injuries but when he was great in tampa he was truly known for his playoff performances he is getting ready to come back off injury reserve he's played 36 games had nine goals four assists 13 points. Don't look at anything else in his stats because it doesn't really They're matter. Horrible. They're horrible. Yeah, they're horrible. Um, and, you know, like I look at Henriques and I'm like, on a good team, is Henrique scoring that much? Probably not. Somebody in, in Anaheim has to score. Probably on it's, the ice for fewer goals a game. I call it, the, call it the Ryan Dezingle effect because when Ryan Dezingle kept getting traded at the deadline, it's like, oh, he scored so much for the center. It's like, well, somebody's got to score. Um, Dezingle's not a first liner on any other team. I feel the same way with Henrique, even though I still think he's valuable. Tyler Johnson is an interesting one because he's a warrior. Uh, he was fast, but I don't know what his mobility is like. Mm-hmm. His faceoff percentage is like way down from what it used to be. It's like 42% this year where he was like 50 and 60% before. So that's a tough one. Like, is he still a center? Is he still a full-time center? Yeah. I mean, you got to think the Blackhawks hope that they can move him. Has Tyler Johnson had a good season since he's left Tampa? Uh, you know, he's been on the terrible Blackhawks, yeah. so it's kind of. I don't know. It depends on how you view it. I think it's yeah. worth mentioning he had the same surgery uh, Eichel did. Yes, you know what I mean. Wow, Which, yeah. that's that was two, three years ago now. Yeah, and like Eichel is better mm-hmm. and also younger. Um, which I think is a big factor. You know, he could afford the time off the ice more than Tyler Johnson could probably. That's a uh, that's a tough one. They, I, I can't believe it's the last year of the seven year deal. <laughs> he signed way back when for Tyler Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Well, he signed the seven year deal with uh, the Lightning in 2017, and this is the last year of that wow. deal. Wow, jeez. <laughs> it's it's weird when when you like we're doing this and a whole seven year contract can play out. You know, during Dude, the, the length of our podcast. I remember talking <laughs> about the Zaitsev extension. And it's ending it's, it's this year. It's over, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, well, yeah we... I, you know what that used to be for us? It was, uh, I want to say it was the Leafs were still paying Tim Gleason. <laughs> they, they, like, it felt like for years. Yeah. 
It's we kept looking at their cap situation going forward. All right, what could they do here? What could they do here? And then it was finally Tim Gleason's coming off the books. Damn it! <laughs> finally, one point eight three three million or something. So, wow. Yeah. Good job. This I was the year that. the Babcock deal ended, right? Last year. Like uh, last, uh, yeah, like last like like 20, 2023 June. That's why. That's 20, okay, yeah, yeah. He had offers to coach before that, but he turned them down because he was like, "No, I'm going to make the Leafs pay full free money." Yeah, yeah. just this past offseason, <laughs> yeah. it, it was done. Wow. And then he and then he sunk his own boat. <laughs> yeah, then we know what you sunk your battleship. <laughs> um, yeah, Tyler anyway. Johnson. He's very interesting. He's interesting if you're like if if you're in the market for a guy who can play center sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why you wouldn't be. Like, are you upset if the Leafs got, like, Tyler Johnson? Let's say it's a fourth round. I don't even know if the Leafs have a fourth. But let's say it's a fourth. You throw it at the, the Blackhawks. They go, sure. You take TJ. You put him on. You put him on the fourth line. David Kampf goes down with an injury for a couple of games in round one. And Tyler Johnson's your fourth line center. Do you care? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that that is the kind of depth they need to think about. What Steve brought up, I think, is really important, is that even at 50% retained, it's they got to move something. The $2 yeah. million dollars is a lot to the Leafs. And this is where Nick Dowd is sort of perfect, like, because I also think that third line is a mess. Um, even you put Yarncroke there. Yarncroke, Domi, Robertson is a ton of fun, and I think it gets you through the regular season. And I think they get ritualistically slaughtered <laughs> the moment the playoff rule book kicks in. I think I think they get killed. Mm-hmm. And like you see them trying different things. And like right now, what is it? Robertson, Domi, obviously because Yarncroke is injured, and Gregor, who yeah. every time I watch him, I want to see a better player than I'm watching. Like I'm rooting for the guy. I, j- I don't see it. Like it's at the point where I would like to see what Bobby McMahon looks like in that spot. Mm-hmm. Um eh, I'm I'm on board with trying something for the forward depth because that that bottom six ain't it. And and depth scoring has completely disappeared in the last yeah. like since they've come back in a little bit before the All-Star break. If yeah. you look at the numbers of who scored their last I think it's dozen goals, it's all out of the core four. Except for one from Benoit in there. Which yep. is you hilarious. Know? And it was an empty netter. <laughs> and it was an empty netter. So, like, how much we count in that? It's just depth scoring has completely disappeared on the Leafs. And the defense is getting turnstiled too often. There's a lot of issues here if they want to make some sort of run in the playoffs that they got to solve in the next month. So, if you're able to solve the defense, and let's say you get one guy who's expiring and one guy who is uh, on a two-year deal who's somewhat cheap, like like a mm-hmm. McCabe-type thing, but you move that first rounder, that to me feels like it's worth it, right? Because you're probably able to re-sign whoever it is you brought in if they work out because Brody's money's coming off the books, and so is Klingberg. I'd be willing to move a first if it helps solve my next-year problems as well. Okay, so that's so we like so that. Then in terms of depth... Like we're getting pretty thin here because they don't want to move Cowan, Minton, or Robertson. They they shouldn't. No, there's no way they should. <laughs> like, you can't. Like, it's, you can't do that. It's highly probable, or sorry, it's highly possible that one or both of Minton or Cowan again, because Minton was was challenging in camp. What if they make the team next year? Like they could. <laughs> they could. Ideally, not. You know, ideally, yeah. you have NHLers that'll block their way, but. It's possible. And you can't like it's you can't move them for this team. Like this team isn't the team you trade away somebody who could be really good in the future for. Mm-hmm. It's they're not they're not at that level. Do you give um uh oh my gosh, what's his name? The guy in the AHL who's just absolutely tearing it up and they keep putting him on PTOs and then they sign him to a one year. Oh, Kiefer Bellows. Kiefer Bellows, do you finally give him a shot at the NHL level? 
I'm surprised they haven't, frankly. Because mm-hmm. doesn't he feel like a guy that's like, man, huh? if he came up and was pretty good, that's a good option for the playoffs, is it not? So, or is there some sort of contract thing? So here's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, if they're, well, if they have the amount of eligible contract slots, yeah. depending on how trade deadline day goes, if they sign him to an NHL contract, on the day of the trade deadline, mm-hmm. would he be eligible for the playoff roster? I don't know how that works. I'm pretty sure the answer is yes. Okay. Um, but, I mean, that's also such a Hail Mary. Yes, it is. Like, being good in the AHL d- does not always translate to being good in the NHL. There's a lot of things. I They're, they're obviously experimenting, and they're getting to a point where... Um, I think what, you know, ideally when you experiment, you eventually find something that you're satisfied with. And Sheldon Keefe has not indicated he's satisfied one moment ever this season. Yeah, the so. Bra- Brad, yeah. Uh, Brad! What? It, you got to make a change. Where does Nick Robertson fit into this roster if they go get a center? Because if you're if you're talking about a third line of Yarn Croak, Domi, and, and X center, let's say it's nicked out, uh, where does he play? Like, is he a guy that slots in if one of your top six goes down? Well, because he's a skill guy. Earlier, we were talking about guys who you can send down and we were talking about the goalies. A lot of people aren't going to like it, but you can send him down. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go down, at least as a paper transaction um, at some point. Eh. I I like Nick Robertson a lot. I do, too. I think he's playing well. I do too. I don't know if I would have him on the left or the right because both him and Yarncrow can play both sides. Mm-hmm. I just, that's the best version of the third line they have. Yes. Is the combination of those three. I'm just wondering how you improve on that and how you also keep Robertson in the lineup because putting him on the fourth line is a waste of everyone's time. The other one I want to throw out there. Uh, and and I don't know why they would do this necessarily because it's worked out okay, but Tyler Bertuzzi could get moved. Well, okay. How about this? Do you give if you're Robertson, getting creative? If you're getting creative, do you give Robertson a shot with Tavares and Nylander? Put him with two really offensive players. Put an offensive player with two really offensive players. But it can't be like a period or a game. It's got to be five games, right? And you have a nightmare third line to deal with. That is Bertuzzi, Domi, Yarncroak. They are forechecking the dog shit out of you. They are in every battle. They're hammering you on the boards. They probably give the puck away every now and then. They probably bang in a goal every now and then. I mean, it's of all the things that they've tried, I'm a little surprised they haven't tried that. That's a good point. Okay. But Bertuzzi is the go into the corner and dig it out Mm -hmm. guy for Tavares and Nylander and Robertson... God love him. Every time he gets hit, he gets back up. But holy shit, does he get he gets blown ranked up. a yeah. lot. Jesse, you, you're looking up something there. Uh, yeah, the March 8th date is the day you have to be on a roster to be eligible for the playoffs. Okay. So I was trying to answer your Kiefer Bellows question. Kiefer Bellows has got to be... They so got to he's, he's not signed to a deal. He'll need to sign some sort of NHL contract with the, with the Leafs by March 8th if they want to play him in the playoffs. Okay. So... I don't know if they have the room. I don't know if they have the the raw. I can check their roster, see if they have the uh, any the max amount of player slots. They have forty seven of fifty contracts, so they have three there um, that they could use to sign Keeper Bellows. 
Um, switching gears for a second, unless you have something that you're looking up here. Uh, I was just going to look up how hot Bellows has been recently, and the answer is not all that hot. Okay. Well, he's still been good enough, I think, that he can play at the NHL level. Sorry, I should say he had goals in like several straight games, and he's on a three-game slump. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. We want to tell you quickly about the SELS, which is a nonprofit organization funded by Legal Aid Ontario as a part of Ontario's legal clinic system. Uh, Clinics uh, for low-income communities in Scarborough specifically. Uh, They assist individuals and groups uh, to access justice and protect and assert their legal rights by providing 100% free legal services in four critical areas. Housing law, employment law, immigration, and refugee law. Those are the same. And social assistance as That's well. That's Steve's favorite price. It is. <laughs> it is Steve's favorite it really price. Is. At the end of 2022, the employment team had helped over 151 community members. Uh, and this year so far, we're well, well into that number as well. Uh, big shout out uh, to them. So if you want to check them out, the reason that, that, that we're, we're giving them this shout out is because um, the more people they save, the more funding they can receive. So if they mm-hmm. get more awareness about their legal services, um, and you should check them out again, Google SCLS. It's a nonprofit organization funded by the Legal Aid of Ontario. If you need help, obviously, uh, there are people to reach out to. Uh, and if you can help them, if you're in the position to do so, please do so. Thank what does the, the S stand for? Scarborough. Scarborough! Woo! Woo! And I just knocked over my water bottle. <laughs> I've been in, I've been living in fear, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I woke up this morning. Is that like a suburb of Toronto? No, I've been, I've been living in fear of Steve Dangle. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Because there was legitimate reports about the coyotes do i bring them up okay jesse are you going to talk about it no matter what i don't have to what is the report exactly okay sorry let me ask let me ask is it they're moving no is it they have land Sorry, I no. want to make sure you didn't hear me. No, or, I want to make sure no. you didn't. No, they do not have land. They yes. don't have land. You have to answer it directly. So, is it a report have... of them maybe having something? Yes. Yes. It Moving is on. That. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Nope. You don't get to hijack my show, fucking somebody, Arizona. Somebody from city council reached out to Craig Morgan and said that the that the city council meeting went well and they could have something in three months. Anyway, uh, oh, the they, sports, they could. The sports. I could have fucking a chest of gold what blooms in next? three months. <laughs> uh, sports leagues are pissed about the new Disney, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery merger. Oh, why do you think? Uh, Remember, I told you about this last show. This is the these three streamers trying to compete with Amazon, Netflix, and mm-hmm. Apple. Uh, why would they be pissed? And I thought this reason was interesting. Something about Mickey Mouse. No. No? Jesse, what? I have no idea. They're pissed because they're concerned about competition for sports rights going out of the market and that bringing the cost of sports rights down. So it seems as though Warner Brothers, Fox, and Disney did exactly what they needed to do, which was bring the cost of sports rights potentially down. That's what the, the leagues are worried about this because, and I'm not just talking about the NHL. The NHL is a smaller player in this particular thing. This, we're talking about the NCAA. We're talking about the NBA, NFL. They're not happy with this because when you have six or seven people competing for a bid, you can up the bid. But what happens after a while when there's too many competitors going after one thing is it becomes poor business practice because you overpay for something you will never make money on. Have you heard of the NHL deal? Yes. So... 
what they're doing is going, why don't we just split the cost three ways? We'll split the audience three ways. And it gives us a competitive advantage because we're ESPN, we're HBO with all those crazy sports documentaries, and we're Fox, which was yeah, the other sports network. Like these these companies are like, okay, we'll go in there and we'll get all these rights. And the sports leagues are like, oh, you guys are going to pay less, so we're upset. But then the sports leagues are just going to turn around and be like, you know what? Jeff Bezos, Amazon, here, pay us the money we want. Here's all the rights. So it's like these people, the Disney, uh, Warner Brothers merger and all that stuff, they think they're doing something great, but there's more money out there. You know, you're not going to get a discount when tech money exists, when Apple can be like, I'm going to buy all of MLS and throw it on our server, which is crazy still, you know, that. so like the, the Amazon's going to come in and say, I'm going to buy the NHL and it's going to be only behind prime and all that stuff. So I don't know how these leaks, uh, these other, these traditional medium television products think they're going to get a discount on these, uh, these, uh, sports rights. Well, I, the rumors, the rumor is that it's the leagues that are pissed about it. So I don't know. They now, that could be. be somebody from the inside going, yeah, they're really pissed. Yeah, look they're, at, we're really, look at, we're look really at how great pissed. this is. We don't even have a name for we're it. And so they're pissed. pissed. We got to go talk to Amazon to go sell these rights. Yeah. Like, oh, God forbid we got to go to Google and YouTube's going to buy it. You're the NFL all- already sold uh, the uh, game day package to uh, YouTube last se- the, this past season, this current season, I should say. So like it's already in the in the works and they got a playoff game on Paramount. And the Amazon has Thursday night football. Like, God forbid we have to go get tech money instead of your ESPN money. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, I'm so upset. Mm-hmm. Don't make me regret saying no to Arizona. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Okay. Oh, oh, a bunch of billionaires are mad at a other bunch of billionaires. Wank. Yeah, but as a consumer. <laughs> wank. As a consumer, the the way digital has changed sports rights, I think, is an always evolving conversation. That's yes. a little interesting for yep. fans and people in the industry alike. I, for one, look forward to a day uh, when... Uh, intermission shows can be more than four minutes of the 14 minutes. Currently, right now, when you watch a hockey game, four minutes uh, of that is content on the intermission. 14 of it is commercial. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's pretty much across all the leagues. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't just an NHL problem. Now, the tech giants, they love giving discounts, don't they? Don't they? <laughs> no, they don't. But I would love... A beautiful smile. I, oh, thank you. I would love for it to be like six minutes. Give me an extra minute. Yeah, extra two minutes. Just let me let me hear them talk about shit. I want Shaq for just a little bit longer. Can I get that? That's what I want. That how how do I say this? Um, That is, I think, uh, perhaps unique to basketball coverage. Mm -hmm. Maybe not even basketball coverage because I the reviews I see of the panels in the States for hockey are mm-hmm. pretty positive. Oh yeah. Yeah. ESPN and TNT huge. Probably, like I had no idea Gretzky had this in him. No, like, man, man, no, no like, idea. I how, like, this guy's no going to suck. Like Gretzky stinks in interviews. Like, you put him next to biz and he's great. God like, damn, crazy. Like, Gretzky's turned into just a fabulous television performer. It's, oh. it's been spectacular to watch. It's good, like, for good, good for Wayne. Yeah, it's great for the game, too. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is there's an element of, OK, let's just get back to the second period um, when it comes to hockey, whereas basketball, it's almost like, all right, all right, all right. Like, can you wrap this quarter up so I can hear Chuck and Shaq say some outrageous shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And listen, the key to a really good segment uh, between periods is always keeping it a little too short. Right. You always leave them wanting more. 
That's the that is the ethos, right? Mm -hmm. But if I could get a two two of those three minute segments sprinkled in throughout the commercials, I'd love that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that was so good, and now they're going to commercial. I gotta wait around to see what they'll say when they come back. Adam, I'd love to hear your take on this because something that's been troubling the NFL world and their uh, halftime shows is they keep adding guys, and oh, now panels are huge. now some panels they've gone to like seven man panels. <laughs> Eight guy panels because players just retire and then they just add them to the desk. Yeah. Gronk is now on Fox and they have all of their guys now plus Gronk and they just keep adding yeah. on. CBS has, I think, a, a six man panel. Yes. So now at halftime, it'll be okay. Every guy along the six man panel gets 30 seconds. You know, and the next guy makes a point. Next guy makes a point. And none of them are talking to each other. No. And it's just like, how do you, how do you fix so this TV problem? Here's the hardest part about <laughs> a, a, an intermission show that nobody wants to talk about. It's really, really difficult to find chemistry with people, with two people, with three people. The more people you add, the harder it gets, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for holding my hand. I appreciate that. Chemistry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and chemistry, I had a, a radio DJ who I really admired say to me once, it's like a first date. You either have the chemistry or you don't. It's there or it isn't. You could try and try and try and try and push and push and push. It's there or it's not. So... The way to abrogate that, to make it easier, is if you, in the NFL's case, you have a bunch of guys who people trust because there's one host who may or may not have played, probably didn't play, and then there's six guys in Jesse, what Jesse's bringing up here. So there's six I, guys I, that I, I found the photo. Yeah. This is the CBS or NFL Today uh, six-man panel. And that doesn't even have Terry like, Bradshaw in that Wait, picture. no, that's, uh, he's on Fox. Oh, he's on Fox. Yes, okay. yes. This is the CBS. This is a six-man panel. That's five people. There's Three, six, oh, sorry. The you can see you can't see him in the corner. The TV blocks. You have either. to zoom out. Yeah, hold on, hold on. There we go. Oh there my there's god. The, there's the six man panel. <laughs> like, are you? That's yeah. not a conversation. No, and and the reason that they do that, the reason that they do that that's is the a, last supper. You get as many former players on there as you can because people they the 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 ethos right now is that people just automatically trust former players and everything that they say. Mm -hmm. However, when you read the comments online. It's like, I don't care that you're a former player. Your your takes suck. Like I so this is like this is one thing. Number two, if I am a if I am a producer of this segment, I'm going, okay, these guys might not have chemistry, but there's not enough time for the world to see that. Yeah. So all they have to do is, uh, well, you know what I would do, Steve? I'm I'm picking the Ravens to win. Yeah. And then they put up the big Ravens piece of cardboard that they have and then afterwards after the game it's like oh you sure were wrong about the ravens and it's like that that is how you build that segment and you make it easy because chemistry takes time yeah. it takes years it takes commitment a lot of these guys are bazillionaires already mm -hmm. so they don't have time to go to a session with somebody who like is like hey listen you're gonna need to back off that mic a little bit and let somebody else talk here like a lot of people don't want to put in the work so i think i think at the end of the day the reason you keep adding is because it's like, ah, if if we give them a short enough period of time, they can't say something stupid. Yeah. Right. And that's that's what it is. This one in particular, Adam, you, you're a fan of him, but they had the five guys and then TJ Watt retired. Yeah. And they're like, okay, TJ Watt's a big name. Yeah. Let's just add him Sorry, in. AJ, JJ, JJ. Sorry, Watt. JJ Watt. And, and let's just add him in yeah. instead of like firing a guy. We can just add another personality. Yeah. All right. We're here at Super Bowl 130. Uh, it's uh, the Chiefs three and the 49ers seven, but onto our most important topic, 
by the end of tonight, I know one of you will betray me. <laughs> is it me, Gronk? <laughs> it is. It's, it is starting to look like the Last Supper. Up there. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing. Like, listen... <laughs> Format. Look at the curve on the I desk know. to fit everybody. I know. Like that's, that's almost that's a full cir but, half circle. And you look at that. That's the one. That's the group shot. You got a camera up top. You got a camera down below if you're shooting them up. And then you got six ISO cams, guys. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they fit all the equipment in the room. That's or actually, maybe you got three ISO cams and they got a switch. It's like, switch really quickly now. Like the guy in the bus outside, like just trying to make, make the switch. Oh, yeah. oh my God. The yeah. cameraman must be stressing out. It's crazy. I, I think, I remember... <laughs> Like I said, these things, pendulums swing in broadcasting all the time. So what's in now will not be in in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So this will switch up again. Um, I, I think I think in hockey terms, we especially see it. NFL players on the whole are far more outgoing, charismatic. NBA players far more outgoing, charismatic. NHL players just aren't. It's just the whatever's built in, that is what it is. And I think people, they, I think people want to watch entertaining. They want it not to suck. I don't... I think people like for us, there's plenty of people who will disagree with something that any of us say throughout the show, but at least we're honest about it. At least it's like, you know, it's coming from an honest place and damn it. He's honestly wrong and fuck him. But also I find this show entertaining. And I think that's what people want. And it's very, very hard at that level to find entertaining people who work well with each other. It really is. I I want so badly to take all the execs funding that enormously expensive operation and be like, here, I need you to sit down with me for an hour, hour and a half. This is a 15-year-old playing Fortnite in his parents' <laughs> house. He has he's got unfolded laundry. Yeah, he's got unfolded laundry on his bed that's been there for three days. He has seven hundred and fifty thousand concurrent views. Yeah, right now. <laughs> like, and I just I just want to see them malfunction. Well, like so so what we what we call that in television is like average minute audience. Yeah. So like Travis and Jason Kelsey when they started going live, and that that doesn't work for every show. There have been people who've asked us to do live shows, like in terms of like live on YouTube. We've never really jumped on the idea, but when New Heights started doing it, they got 100,000 concurrents every minute. Wow. Every minute. That's and that's a, what, an hour long show? Crazy. That is, that is scale that ESPN and Fox and all these networks would die for. That's crazy numbers over the course of. Oh, well, that's know, why they paid Pat McAfee a bajillion dollars. Because yes. he's doing similar he's worth things it. on YouTube. He's worth it. Yeah. You're, you're right. He was doing Pat McAfee's like clips. His side clips are like a quarter million. He may be on right now. Yeah, he is. It's at one o'clock. Yeah, what time is that? Yeah, he is. I like I like the Stephen A. Smith into Pat McAfee lineup. It works. It's really, Don't really show good. this, Maddie. Uh, but we got 65K watching uh, Pat McAfee. And that's right not with ESPN. Yeah, that's this is just the YouTube version. So if I'm not mistaken, that is the Sportsnet record, like for concurrent viewers. And this is a random. I mean, this is actually sorry. This is not a random. This is Friday before Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's not a random Friday. We we hit over sixty thousand concurrents. I, I want to say it was Game Seven against Montreal. Wow, that's yeah, cool. It was just people, dude. dude Steve, that's world, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, people worldwide wanting to see how they knew i was sad they wanted to see how sad the uh the shot's actually really cool right now for mcafee because he's live at super bowl at radio row oh that's so cool you can't show this but they're gonna do a pan you can see oh. he's at radio row and then they built his set 
uh, on radio. Oh, it looks so just like it. It goes right to it. Oh, and there's all, and there's all the 40 guys people are, on set. That's yeah. great. His, his show's always so, it's so um, traditional old school radio from where we yeah. come from, where they have a cast of eight characters in the booth in the back, and he's always throwing it all of Morning them. Morning Zoo. It's it's fantastic content. Looks, Morning looks, Zoo format. Looks a lot like the ice surfing set. Shut yeah. the fuck <laughs> You know what? Pat McAfee. Looks so like, here, can you? You know what? Here, 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 here. Oh, yeah. You want to pause? pause yeah. It, pause okay. it. Pull this up. Uh, <laughs> it looks a lot like the ice surfing set. Bricks Does it? And I'm, I'm a big and fan shit of that. On the shelves. Does it look he's like amazing. the ice surfing set? Yeah, I don't know if and, it does. I think it's also because he's a Yinzer too. Like he's every he's like mem members of my family. Like he that guy is from Pittsburgh, clearly from Pittsburgh. Right. Crushing Yingling on his forehead. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, you know the other thing that I think that they do so well in the states that I wish we did more of here is they do the live at the sh at the venue broadcast. Mm -hmm. Like TSN did. I've on the, location. Yeah, well, yeah, TSN did it for the Hall of Fame game. And it's right at the gate, whatever, gate three or whatever for the uh, for the Leafs. And it's so cool having the crowd in the background. So usually when you do a show, it's like uh, uh, the, you see the set and then you see the crowd like what we did. But what these guys will do with like a full TV set, it's really hard to pull off without millions of dollars, is they'll put everybody behind them. Mm -hmm. So everybody that's there live is staring at the back of these guys' heads and they couldn't be more excited to be there. And that's where you get the crazy signs and yep. the, like those moments are, that's where live TV really shines or live YouTube. They're the same thing to me at this point. I, I want to see more of that in hockey. I, I like, why have we not had a Sportsnet broadcast from Maple Leaf Square? With all the people going, instead they're in, they're they're stuck in a closet at at you know at Bloor and Jarvis. Like five what subway stops up. I know. They, uh, Why aren't they down that there? Loca that location in I forget what is it Gate Four, Gate Five, where they do five. Gate Five. Yeah, they do that. Uh, like they don't do it a lot, but they'll do it a little more often for the Raptors and TSN's down there and Sportsnet's down there. They were down there for the All Star game. Like Tim and Sid it. were down there for the Raptors thing. Yeah, I think, yeah. You know, Leafs yeah. TV used to be there every game. Yeah, yeah I know. They'll do it. They'll do it. Five Live, baby. Yeah, but it's cool. I guess you got to save it for the bigger ones you know like eight five lives still exist by the way playoff comes around you'll be there you know that yeah. sort of thing i hope i just want to see more and more of that because i think the the live element and the and the fan interaction stuff is just you cannot beat it you cannot beat it. it's the best stuff i guess that's the difference between the nfl and everyone else is they're all the big ones right you yeah I mean? treat it if you treat it like it's missable, people will miss it. Yeah, there's a reason the NFL is the biggest TV product on planet Earth mm -hmm. is because the product is every single thing matters. It's one day a week. You know, you can follow it all and every game's a big game and every playoff game's kind of, a, they're all on their own island. There isn't a million of them. But they spend four hours in the morning telling you why it matters. That's the, so the event programming, you're right, sure. once a week. What the NHL and its coverage doesn't do enough of is like, to be honest with you, there's a there's a spectacle part with the NFL that's just there from it being once a week. But I yeah. I also think if the NHL were to do it, if the broadcasters were to do it, you do it in like this week matters because and it's like three games and we're following the games as they happen. It's live or die every week. And Is it just more difficult to do it when it's 82 games? I mean, the NBA That's, does that it. That is so many games. The NBA like, does it. I don't think. I don't think mid uh, mid February NBA games are like hot topic. No, you're true. You're right. You know? Right. There, there are right. there are big moments when you have guys go up against like the Embiid Jokic game. Everyone's looking forward to that. Like that kind of stuff is really cool. And then Embiid bails out because imagine got you have your whole panel down there and he's like, <laughs> Nah, not playing tonight. Right. So I I think yeah, you're right. But right. what the NBA did early in the season is launch the insert season tournament yes and that created 
the NFL atmosphere where you had games every it was the the, the Thursday games on the calendar were now for the in-season tournament and then you had the actual tournament where it's single elimination which yeah. is just you're manufacturing game sevens and what they did is they made the NBA season matter in the fall which yes. it never does so you need to be creative now and the NHL is never creative so. and they got they got a sponsorship out of it did you see the news yesterday yeah, I forget the Emirates. Emirates. Emirates, there. which has so much money. Yeah. Uh, Emirates sponsored not just the tournament, but their name will go on the refs. Oh, nice. So they gave. See, if Steve was paying attention, he would have <laughs> reacted to that. What did I just say? Their name will go on the refs. That's there right. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> sorry, I he heard was like, you. Let me look at Twitter. I'm sure. <laughs> no, it wasn't Twitter. It was something else. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just giving you. No, wait. Yeah. Well, so they're stealing an idea from hockey. That's from hockey. Is it? The Spangler Cup. Oh, where they Zepter. make all the, no, well, Zepter, but all the refs have to dress up like cows. Oh, <laughs> they dress up like dairy That's cows. Right. That's right. That's I just, they what were you saying before that? We're talking oh, about panels? I'm Adam. Sorry. No. <laughs> I do that <laughs> do your, to my do your wife <laughs> all the time. What? Oh, I'm Adam? No, no, because she, you know, she's, she's a mom. So she goes, we'll be in the middle of something toddler happens and then mm. she goes uh what was i about to say and i love just being like oh i'm a big silly girl <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure she loves that she, oh my god she does not funny enough weird it's so strange <laughs> so jesse what were you wanting to talk about no i forgot what you were saying before that and i had a point we're about talking it. about we're talking about the build-up to an nfl game even saturdays like even if we made like you need to <laughs> you need to make saturday in hockey matter you need to make it matter, like, because it does fucking matter. You see, guys, Leaf fans know this better than anybody. Some former Toronto person who plays for North Carolina now, plays for Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes, and they come in and they have the game of their night. And why? Because their family's there and it's hockey night in Canada. Hockey night in Canada, uh, I love everybody associated with that. They're good human beings. They are either not allowed to or they don't make enough of how much the Saturday matchup. And what, when you do that, the first season, it's not going to be a 10 out of 10. It might be a 5 out of 10. Then the next is 6 out of 10. And then 7 out of 10. By the time you hit your, your 5, your 6, everybody's like, it's freaking Saturday, and we lose this game, I'm going to die tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like that, that is how you got you to gotta build that up. That's what fans like us love. That's why we're here. You, you know what I don't think exists in football? And, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Goalie allows a shitty goal, and oh, you'd like to have that one back. Like, oh, you know, I bet that quarterback would like to have that game-deciding throwback. No, they're like, he's he's not going to play the next play. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead. He's going to have his contract ripped up. Yeah. <laughs> and someone's going to dump manure on his front lawn. Yeah. Uh, the kids are going to have to switch schools. <laughs> like The point I want to make that I remembered about uh, the Emirates thing. Yeah. Um, that credit to the NBA for going with the concept without the sponsor. And yes, it on yes. and showing the sponsors in the world that we have a proof of concept. We did this and we went into it without knowing we'd get the money back with the sponsor. So now that we have, hey, the tournament happened. This is what happened. Now we can sell it. So credit to them for doing that ahead of time because it seems like a league like the NHL, mm -hmm. they wouldn't go forward with something unless they knew they were going to make money on it. They would never do – which the NBA made money on the in-season tournament, obviously, but not as much as they could have with a sponsor. But they didn't go with the sponsor. They did it first, and then now they sell it. And that's such a 
It's you don't usually see corporations act like that. Well, so that's more of a small business mentality about it. So credit to them for that. And that is because the NBA did know they were going to make money off of it. It's In just, the long who's run. Who's it coming with? Yeah. Who's it coming from? Who's writing the check? I know when I do this, if I'm the NBA, someone's going to buy it. We're the NBA. I'm the NBA. And it took a while to build them to that point. Or you could be two years late to NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's so embarrassing. Let's wrap the show. Yeah, that, that happened this that, season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did anyone buy them? And they sold 40 cards. Fire up the extra there, Jesse. Uh, yeah, I wonder if anybody bought those, honestly. <laughs> no. <laughs> They didn't sell out of a non-solid item. Do you understand? Anyway. SDP VIP. Woo! Sign up. SDP! There's an episode waiting for you. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter. At Steve underscore Dangle. At Adam W-Y-L-D-E. And at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.